Good morning. He actually started with noon, <laughs> evening, night, midday, mid morning, mid whatever the fuck. How are you guys doing today? Um, because uh, I'm sure I'm doing pretty good. Uh, anyway, I'm your host, Izzy with the Glizzy. Some may call. Well, only my only the people at Walmart does. Um, some may call me just Ismar. Um, I prefer to be called Ismar. And joining me today is the lovely co-host, the bad man, the rock and roll fella, the metal man, <laughs> Dylan Jagger Backman. That's me. Why'd you use my middle name? You're just going to use uh, it now that you remember we, it? We, yeah. But uh, more than that is that it's a cool-ass name. You know, it it's like cool it, it's name. really it, – it's so – it's so cool, and I think middle names give a create creative output for any parent to throw either the dumbest or the coolest name that they could think of in their head. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Bosnians, for the most part, we don't have a middle name. So, like, I think if I can look to any Bosnian, none of them have middle names, and not a lot of people from the eastern part of Europe do. I asked some Ukrainian students... Uh, because we were talking about sharing information for a mm. vocabulary setting. Because they have to, if people have to give them questions like, oh, what is your full name? They have to state their full name and stuff like that. So when I told them about middle name, they're like, teacher, I don't know what a middle name is. And I'm like, oh, usually you'd be, your parents would put multiple names in between your first given and your family last name. And right. in the middle, they can suggest giving other names for you. And they're like, yeah, we never had that. I'm like, yeah, me too. Because, you know, I, I, yeah. that, that, I guess it's just a cultural thing. But middle names could be, as I said, cool or fucking lame. Yeah. Jagger is cool. That's all I gotta say. Glad glad you think so. I also think so, but glad you think so. You're yeah. That's, that's tell tell me no. more about my cool name. Tell well, me more. Well, you know, Mick, Mick Jagger. If, if any <laughs> if anyone under the age uh, over the age of sixty knows, uh, is a. Awesome musician for who's he play? Shit, who's, who's he play for? Fucking what's the what's the band he's in? What's what's the band he's in? Give me a letter. Can you give me a letter. <laughs> take a, give take, me a letter. Take a guess first. <laughs> Rolling Stone, right? There you go. That's right, the one. Good. I have, to, I have to think about it. I was like, hold on. You know, I haven't I haven't listened to a lot of Rolling Stones music. The only one I really like is Paint It Black, but just because it's a. It's a very like simple, songs. but no, no, no. I, what the probably fuck? Probably not. No. What the probably fuck? not. I like. Eh, it's not that I like Beatles more. I just know more Beatles songs. Unbelievable. Sorry, sir. You'll have to give me a discography of sorts to to really <laughs> tell me more about the Rolling Stones, if you can. Give me some music. I want to. I want to know what kind of Rolling Stones music I should be able to listen to. Uh, it's a lot of it's just it's a lot of different stuff. It's different stuff relating to the same stuff, and it's good stuff. So that's my ten word or less. I think it was ten words or less. I ask him for songs, and he gives me nothing, man. I just want to know. Start like, two me up. Three songs. Huh? Start me up. Start me up. Okay. That's there. A, that's that so hard. I'm gonna search that up. That's a song. Cool. Let me go ahead and write those songs. Start me up by Rolling Stones. I I had Jesus. Oh, that's so hard. 
I had uh, that song on a two-song CD that, uh, that my mom burned for me when I was a kid. It was that song and a country song, and I played those two songs on repeat. Yo, I did something similar to... Um, I'm trying to remember. I went to Texas a long time ago by a road trip, by the way, believe it or not. Mm. And um, we were there to visit our cousin uh, from my mom's side. It's like her direct cousin, but... I don't know how I don't know how that relates. If your if your mom has a cousin, second, cousin. you just call her cousin too. A oh, second cousin. Okay, cool. I never got that. So second cousin. She. I think. It. I think so too. Or is it a cousin of a cousin? It's weird I'm because sure. if it's your mom's cousin, it's yeah. your second cousin, regardless okay. of sibling like age relation. Yeah, that's what I meant to say because I had no idea how it worked really. But yeah. anyhow, so so it's very similar. We went to Texas to visit her. That was our like main goal. Um and we never been to Texas before that point and uh she she's fucking cool. I mean, she 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 burned me a CD of all of like the of our favorite hits uh mm. and that combined me and Ferris's taste of music at the time. So think of 10 and 8-year-old music tastes and think about okay, what would a 10 and an 8-year-old listen to? On YouTube and on the radio a lot. Um, I don't know because I was I was still yeah. listening to metal. So, well, Dylan was I listening was, to metal. I we, wasn't your. I was listening to like System of a Down, and I wasn't listening to your average pop yeah. bullshitter. I was listening yeah. to uh, Gwen Stefani though, and Britney Spears and that kind of pop, but also metal. I think I think one song was Toxic by Britney Spears on that CD. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. That's a goaded song. Um, the sampling yeah. on that is the sampling of that song is mental. Have you have you heard the sampling of it? Uh, I don't think so. Holy Maybe. shit! Not you sure. have to go look it up on YouTube. That shit's nuts. Like they like fucking drag the the audio from a movie like back and forth to get that. It's fucking crazy. But anyway, we had uh, I'm Blue from that Italian uh, band Eiffel sixty five. Yeah. We had uh, Daft Punk's uh, get lucky? harder. No, not get lucky. Harder, oh. better, faster, stronger. Uh, we had, we had like three Lady Gaga songs. Hell yeah! <laughs> Poker face, and paparazzi, and uh, telephone. Exactly the three. You got the same three. Hell yeah! Easy. That's everyone's Easy three. Ones. That's everyone's three. But they're fucking goaded. Um, what else? Who? Oh, <laughs> the, um, what's that? What's that Swedish Carmel Donson song? How's it go? Uh, uh, it's like those three girls constantly jumping and they keep fucking moving there. It's an animated, uh, uh, song. Oh, oh, yeah. uh, yeah we had that we had uh <laughs> what else did we have like one of those old ass like youtube song um that romanian song too the moldovan one it goes like uh numa numa oh yeah i haven't yeah, heard that dude. song in ages dude we had like a whole collection we had a whole collection, and uh, Dinka, which is which is my second cousin, well, you know, she 
stayed overnight with us. Like we were, like we were staying in her apartment to crash over. Mm-hmm. She overnight, me and my brother and her were like sitting in a computer, lo- listening to clips on YouTube. She would download them and then put them on an MP3 and then burn a disc. And she'd be like, "All right, guys, enjoy this in the car ride." Yeah. And we're like, and all we played for twenty collective hours of drive time, maybe just... more. I could, I could, I couldn't remember. But it definitely drove my parents crazy to the point where they would never touch that C- CD again. Yeah. They wouldn't. I would. If I if I found that CD, I'd put it in. From time to time, I'd play. I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to hit Lady oh. Gaga. And that shit was fucking fire, dude. Yeah. We had a collective. Burning oh, CDs is so cool. Uh-oh. I fuck, I'm going to snap this chair in two one day. It keeps fucking sinking from under me, and I'm about to. I'm I'm gonna kick a hole through the middle of it at some point. I because it's the most annoying thing because when it's at its height, <laughs> my arms are perfectly level with my keyboard, my mouse, and everything feels great. Yeah. And as I'm gaming, I just get a little bit shorter and a little bit shorter <laughs> to the point where my arms, instead of like this, where they're even, they're like this. I'm just like, oh my it God. pisses me off. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking punch or kick a hole straight through the back of it <laughs> dude i, I mean I, i'm kind of lucky that my chair is not as bad but every once in a while if i like lean back i'll, I'll fucking have to hold myself in because oh my, my god that's the worst when you when you lean back i feel like i'll die gonna, think you're gonna not go just that i have ass over tea kettle yeah right i have a space seat right directly behind me and if i i, I swear god forbid if that thing makes me really fall i'm fucking knocking my head there first before yeah. anything else but Burning CDs is such an art that is now, like, obsolete. Lost. Yeah. It's lost, you know, but I think it's 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 such a useful uh, such a useful tool because, like, some people, maybe not our age, but more people, like, you know, the next generation or older that doesn't want to use a phone but just want to yeah. put a CD when they're driving, you know. They, There's, that's not going to happen. Cars don't have uh, Cars don't have CD ports anymore. That's not going to happen. They don't? Nope. Holy shit. New cars don't not? have uh, CDs. It's the same shit with old cars having um, cassette players. New cars don't oh, yeah, have cassette no more players. Oh, yeah, there's no more cassettes. Yeah. It's the same yeah, thing that's going like... to happen with CDs. Damn. And it's unfortunate, that's though. Crazy. Very. Oh, Although, I think the difference between a cassette and a CD is that I think a CD is more versatile. So, you can burn, like, a good amount as long as you got the memory to do so. Isn't a cassette a lot harder to put something through, or is? I think there's a quality difference as well. Yeah, I think you a can. Cassette has. I think you can um, record and burn to a higher quality on a CD versus a cassette. Versus a cassette, exactly. Which is why so vinyl can... is the same thing because it's just a larger. It's just a larger area. CD. Yeah, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Where like, at this point, like, I would still be in the opinion that even though like you know technology's evolving so the need for cds isn't really like a necessity anymore i still think you should be given the option to have a cd port because there's still going to be mean, old people that you know all my cds are right there you can see them in the background there above the uh drums right there yeah i see i see it i have below all the my keyboard, Rosa... right? yeah below the keyboard right there all my cds are there that's how I, yeah, I since that. I make my own CDs for my album, I, I burn them to a CD and then I slap a um, label on the top and 
whatever artwork them. I have, and off they go. Nice. Can I buy? Absolutely. That'll be forty nine ninety nine. I do not have the money in the budget. <laughs> but, um, but no, like as I said, it's a lost medium, and I really think that given the chance, I think that CD should still be a viable option because there's still old people. Like my parents. Well, my dad just listens to the news on the radio, so he doesn't give a fuck. But my mom is definitely in that, like, I want to drive, yeah. but I want to listen to music and not occupy myself to a phone yeah. while I do so. And a good way would be to burn a CD of her favorite music and stick it in a CD player and let her fucking chill out to Lady Gaga, as an example. I mean, she I, loves I Lady I fucking Gaga. love CDs. My, my, uh, the Prius could have six CDs in it at once, so... I, whatever yeah, I would I go to, somewhere, I'd have fucking music for six miles. Of, hell yeah, six stages of music to work with. You know, you could put different. You could put six different genres. You could put six parts of your favorite stuff. A compilation. Yeah. I still think shit, you know? streaming is far easier, but oh, way know. easier. Like you said, but it's I just think, a lost. It's it's a lost art that. Yeah. It's just a thing of the past now that people won't understand. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I, st- I think I still have that CD somewhere in one of the cars. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just unsure which one. But if I found it, I would probably play it and see where where we landed yeah. in this music. It's like a time capsule, you know. Somewhere that it's CD like... of mine exists as well, with the two songs on repeat. I don't know where, <laughs> but somewhere it does exist. Rest in peace to these CDs. <laughs> Speaking of CDs, see this. I wanted to open a box because I, I just got in the mail. I know visually no one's going to see gonna it. I was going to say so no one's going to see this. You're just going to have an audible uh, uh, reaction. Dude. Audio podcast of things doing of people doing things visually is a great idea. Isn't it? Absolutely. Because then that way, that way you guys get no content. You just hear someone <laughs> opening a box and them saying, ooh, look at that. What's that? Oh, this is I this. mean, ideally... Huh. This podcast would be done in person, where it's like a yeah. table being recorded visually, and you just upload the thing to YouTube as well. You have you rip the yeah. audio from it and throw it on various um, podcast streaming things, and then you take the visual end of it and throw it up on YouTube. Right. I wish someone animated our show. Can you imagine? <laughs> I have a. I feel like tonight's debate would be a good animation. I. Cause I, I'm gonna get heated. I just want you to know. Last night, yeah. fucking. He, last night got me heated. That my last yeah. message was pissing me off. Yeah. I don't know. I. The more I was, know, the more I was thinking about it, the more pissed off I was getting. Yeah. The, the thing is that, like, this is probably the first time we really had a a heated argument about something. It's I definitely the to- the only time I've spoken up when I've disagreed with you. Yeah, this is probably the only time because, like, normally, if you didn't agree with it, like what I said, and then for me with you, the same thing. I just kind of like leave it at that. I wouldn't um, really tell you about it because it's it's opinions at the end of the day. But this one was just like, I feel yeah, strongly like, enough to speak up about to, it. To like speak up on it, yeah, of course, no, for sure. If there's anything I really like, it's a healthy discussion and debate about something that. Um, that someone might be opposed to because it's yeah. you know this like I wasn't mad at you like I was I was no, I only mad at no I know at, I like what was, my thought was on this not even that my response what? dived into the like just the nature of our current culture and that pissed me off because I was thinking about it I was getting so mad that I was I was talking about right. it 
Right. It's just that you're like, like, oh, like people yeah. piss no, people certainly. piss me off. Sorry, sir. If you if you got mad at me at any point. So oh. I so I'm just gonna say uh, I don't shop often. So don't uh, online shop. I don't shop often online because I don't find the need for it. Plus, I'm saving a lot of money anyway. But only because Christmas is having like the, their sale garbage. I was like, you know what? I haven't really bought in like at least three years because a lot of it's running out. Is the um, the perfumes and stuff that me and my brother collectively have? Because mm. if you remember, I had that one time where I was buying like I bought like ten. Yeah, you bought a, like a bunch sp- of different colognes and to try them all. Yeah, like I bought different kinds like at, at one point in time, and Ugh. only now have I realized that all of them have gone except for like two. Yeah. So I wanted to rebuild a little bit because we used a lot for three, four years since when did I last start buying like college? Like be, beginning. So it's college. a while ago. It, it's, it's it's been a, a long ago. time ago, and so I wanted to buy one of them because I heard that Versace Arrows Flame was really good. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna product test this live audibly, audience, and uh, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you my thought on it. For one thing, I accidentally bought the fucking big ass version because. I usually get like these little bottles, Jesus so Christ. I I wasn't ready for it. I, I just looked at it and I was like, "What the fuck?" Um, they look, they look so, like fucking Roblox bodies. They do. They do. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Especially with the head. Why. The little fucking nub looks exactly like the head. Yeah. What the fuck? Okay. Well, that's not bad. That's not bad. Versace Arrows Flame. I've been told, I was recommended by a lot of people that this was good. Mm. And, kind of, I mean, I, I more than likely agree with it. Because I was like, I heard too many good things about not only people I knew. I think Abdullah has this, but I'm unsure. Abdullah, if you watch this. Or he, he watched. Watch I know. I know. I know he does. not You bastard. You, you bastard. You should be on this podcast by this point. Like... You heard that argument he had that was so heated when we were driving through the other week. The well, that that with girl the, with every oh oh <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> I've never heard Dylan laugh that hard in a long time since we started was, that shower it podcast. Was, it was pretty fucking funny. I was I oh, never I heard him laugh dying so back there. He, he I couldn't remember. I think it was like a grudge against the girl because once so she called him. She like, called him annoying in elementary like school, and then years and it later got, she and was it, like, and it, got, she, "It got to this man. <laughs> it got to Abdullah so hard that he, like, he she was in his head rent free. Like uh, he, so he just funny. talked about her for a good hour, uh, bro. It was so just funny. consistent. It's consistent, man. I, I was like, like yo, the way the way this looks, it looks like I have a suit on right now. Yeah, you look suited up and ready to go. I don't but, know why." I recommend it. Um, Arrow's Flame. It has like a sit, like I can smell like a citrus thing. Like it smells nice, like an yeah. orange type thing. Not bad. Really good. I, I, very pleased. And then my favorite cologne of all time is coming sometime next week. The one that's called the Ultra Sexy Male Party Fragrance. The a very what? Unne- it's a very unnecessary title. It's the Ultra Sexy. Party male fragrance. What in the fuck? But, but but don't let it fool you, right? It it, it sounds 
really dumb. But it fucking smells delicious. Okay, it, it, it's it's my absolute favorite. That shit lasts a good, like, the whole day, and it's... Oh, God. Okay, let's forget about the cologne. Jesus. Let's forget about the cologne. But yeah, we... Uh, Abdullah, you bastard. If you ever hear this, I fucking hope you do. It's not going And you're not going to be my... You're not my shout-out. You're my call-out. Because <laughs> I'm calling you out, you fuck. Guess in this fucking podcast because he has so many interesting things to say, right? For like different stories, and this bastard never has the time. But like, I know he does. I know he has time. I know he has time. Let me just eat this chip. <laughs> Eating on the podcast. Imagine. Could never be me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I want to get on. The main topic of discussion that me and Dylan wanted to talk about. Um, would you want to start off the like the introduction to this, or do you want me to do that? You go for it. Sure. So, the other night, um, I quote tweeted a YouTuber that I watch quite frequently. Very, very, I recommend him really highly. He's, uh, I forgot his name, Knowing Better. He is a... YouTuber that talks about political issues, um, what's it called, uh, like, for different kinds of things in history, and he is very, very, like, well-immersed in different topics, because he's been a war vet, and he knows, like, like, he puts the most research into topics, and it's, like, the best for anyone that's unaffiliated with politics to understand the basics of any concept, and he's, he's really good at it. Anyway... So he talked. He gave a tweet about Dave Chappelle insulting his audience to spare the feelings of a billionaire. It certainly was a choice, and this is in reference to a um, to Dave Chappelle, a world-renowned comedian, having. I think it was a. I don't know if it was a special, or if it was just some kind of like. Was it some kind of gig? You. I think. To, it was, I think not, it was I'm just. On... I think it was just a comedy show. I don't think it was a special. Yeah. I think it was just a comedy show. Yeah. I. Yeah. I think it was just like a standard gig, and I and he guessed uh, Elon Musk. Um, to join him in, like on stage and the platform and stuff, and I mean it's up to your interpretation about what went down and how you feel politically. Um, so from what I heard is that he was getting consistently booed because you know that's you know again at this point Elon Musk is a controversial figure to like a certain type of people. And to others, he they idolize him. So it's like you know you're in a comedy special, I guess, for Dave Chappelle or not special. I keep saying that a gig. He introduced him, and then they booed him, and then he couldn't get a word in for whatever he's saying, and then he yelled out, "I'm rich, bitch!" And then he kind of like left the stage. And there was a point where um, Dave Chappelle kind of yelled at his audience to like kind of like demean him in a way, trying to tell him like you know like insulting them and you know stuff like that. And so that came to me, quote, tweeting, quote, Dave Chappelle has lost the ledge as a comedian. The entire job of one is to punch up on people who are better off than you. And instead, he punched down on his own audience, an anti-Semite and a putz. So that's what I wrote down. Um, before For anyone that is never aware politically of where I stand, I think most people can know where I am. Uh, I'm the closest thing to a communist you can get. I think the only things that really don't get me to that point 
are the faith aspect and like one or two things. Other than that, I am like a fucking I'm like knocking on communist method door and I'm like I'm this close. Um so this is just, that was just that was me uh putting that down. So Dylan as we mentioned there, uh this is the first time I think maybe ever or some or maybe like in a long time that you have fully disagreed with what I've said at least. So Dylan quote tweets uh, 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 comments under me saying hard disagree about Chappelle losing his edge to be honest. I don't think an interesting choice constitutes losing your edge. And it became a back and forth between me and him. Um, so do you want me to go ahead and go through the whole thing and then we start our thing? Or do you want to just go at it right now? Up to you. I don't really see a purpose in reading it word for word when we're just going to retread it all anyways. We're going to go from the top yeah. down. As yeah, no, certainly. As you've given yeah, context certainly. to it. but Yeah, I want to give as much as possible so that no one's like, what the fuck's Ispar saying? Before <laughs> anything, have you seen the clip yourself? A partial part of it, yes. Alright. Most, most I've of seen I, I've seen a five seen. minute clip of it. And mm-hmm. it's I've seen a five minute clip from an audience perspective and it's really yeah. hard to make out because they're screaming and booing and cheering right. and yelling like Right. It's you very unintelligible really, stuff. You can't really make out stuff they're saying. But I watched it a couple times and not mm-hmm. once did I hear Elon even say a word besides Thanks for having me. What do I say, Dave? That's all I heard him say. Chappelle right. was the one saying, oh, this guy's rich as fuck, blah, 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 blah. And he was, like, making jokes about it, saying, "Say boo all you want, but this guy gave me a jetpack last year. So, the whole time, mm-hmm. my gathering of it was Chappelle was not punching down on his audience. I don't think a comedian yeah. would ever willingly punch down on their own audience Especially right. someone as far into their career as Dave Chappelle, who started on the Chappelle right. show and got built up in popularity incredibly quickly because of the success of that mm. show. Movie deal with Half-Baked, going to the Chappelle yeah. show, uh, turning down the Chappelle show, returning, and then making yeah. all of his specials and stuff. I highly doubt that someone of his stature, who's considered to be one of the greats in OG, mm. would punch down on their audience. I think right. he is a master of his craft in not deflecting, it's the wrong word to use, but a master of taking an awkward situation like that and being surrounded by booze because you can't, I mean, half booze, half cheers, but people were right. not happy with yeah. Elon was there. Like, there's no yeah, denying it, it, that. Elon's brought right. on, booze just ensue. And Chappelle brings up, he's Circle, like, yeah. that's a lot of booze. That's, oh, mm-hmm. we didn't like that kind of thing. So you can't right. deny that Elon was getting fucking booed out of his mind. And I saw a comment on that uh, video saying it's it's really good for him to get a taste of what people actually think of him, which I agree with, and not right. just the Twitter Elon fanboys or whatever. But right. I don't think that he was insulting his audience because I don't know where this started of taking a comedian's words verbatim and just believing them to be truth in their fucking entirety and taking them at face value when a comedian's job is to not say things at face value and is to have meaning behind what they say and not just 
you can have comedians that poke at the obvious. Chappelle's done it his whole career. He takes the cheap shots. He talks about the fucked up shit. He talks about the taboo shit. Mm -hmm. That's been him for his entirety as a comedian. And that's what's got Mm -hmm. him the respect. So saying that all of a sudden now it's okay to judge them face value is lunacy. Absolutely Mm -hmm. lunacy to me. I do not understand where that started. And this comes from the same people who run on stage and slap comedians, who tackle comedians. Chappelle's gotten tackled at his shows before. There's clips of it. You have all these. Since when is it okay to go after the guy who's poking fun at everybody and making everybody laugh to get through something? Right. I don't think that he's ever... Uh, he's definitely made some shitty comments. He's not the most accepting person. But it's a comedian's job to po- to poke fun at things. He's, he says himself, comedians cross the line so you don't have to. They say the dumb shit. They act recklessly to get people critically thinking about issues that might be off limits or that others are too scared to say. Chappelle's a master mm-hmm. at doing that, regardless of it right. results in controversy. Mm-hmm. So I interrupted you. Go for it. No, you're good. You're good. So for the most part, like, you know, the thing is that uh, prior to what I've tweeted, my my personal tweet was going after the past comedy specials entirely and not do the clip where, you know, that's what happened because I couldn't tell myself whether things were going on. So if it was an insulting thing, I wasn't understanding it, you know, so I wrote down that I thought because it's what I've assumed from other people that said so. So on that part, I can apologize for, because again, I haven't watched the like as fully to understand whether or not he did directly downsize and you know take it on his audience. Um, again, a good clip's so, hard to find of it. it it's really shitty. It's really shitty clips of it. That's what I'm saying, and it, it, you know, I I wouldn't have, I couldn't give a hundred percent concrete opinion on it, but I only wrote what I wrote at the time. Um, so my personal gripe with the whole thing is that yeah like I, I mean as you said comedy it, it you know as you said it takes comedians cross the line so that standard people do not I think that Chappelle to me is a mixed bag um, because where I'm seeing it a lot of things in a comedian can be best described as somebody that understands the value and of like what they say knowing how to say it and whether or not the comedian themselves really pander to the audience that they go for um again it's objective too because while i can say that i think someone is pandering to somebody else others can say that they are not because they have different uh, perspectives on whether or not a comedian is not doing that so for example like one, I mean, I don't want to bring too much examples into it, um, but I think what makes a really good comedian to begin with is someone that has not pandered to anybody, that has not, like, you know, like, you don't find specific jokes at the expense of, like, somebody else consistently. Do you know what I mean? Like, George Carlin is a prime example just because, like, people could tout him as a great comedian because he's never, ever, like basically pander to somebody who he's who he is tackling who he takes his jokes towards 
is to people that usually do not who get it off easy you know um people who are like high up in society people who are rich people who are you know not who are above it all people that know that they that they're above it all that they're not a minority in any way they can take it off easy the kind of comedy i mean there's a lot of different things as i said subjectively like i think you know that i'm i like dark comedy myself Mm -hmm. i think what distinguishes it is that there's a lot of different factors at least in my opinion that constitutes a comedian's um either their success or their uh or how good they really are or how well respected they are for their profession um the difference to me between someone like Chappelle and someone like Carlin is that if you look at their material from way back when to now and you and you find like let's say you don't find a way to criticize it now i think it would speak at least something where you know the comedian telling their jokes even at the time had done it so in a way where they're not going to create controversy out of it comedians live for controversy which i understand um and carlin is no exception but when you put a track record of carlin and then you put Chappelle's on a pedestal one has an edge way over another and so the first point in me lies is that Chappelle takes his cheap shots in a way where you know it just doesn't sit right especially in a society where it progresses to a point where you know I don't know it's hard to explain on my point and my end but I think that him easily taking like as I know cheap shots I keep saying it um just doesn't work because it's not funny like if you're gonna keep doing it and you keep punching down on certain people it's not really comedy it's bullying you know what I mean what do you define as a cheap shot then let's say that Chappelle's comments of like in his recent in his recent special that was like getting like that was everyone was calling to get canned yeah, the closer. I watched on, it. It was very funny. Yeah, the closer. Yeah. Uh, where he had sections of LGBT and trans community. And you can tell that some parts of the jokes are, like, not warranted, you know? It's punching... I would say it's punching down on people that, at this at this time of society, is not at a good space. Like, you look at... You can look at any kind of minority. You can look at any kind of people. Right now, in in, in this progressive... Not progressive. In this society right now, we still look down on people in that community that just can... That, that don't... You know, you can't really face with them because that's their lifestyle. You know, they're not... They don't choose to be living a different lifestyle. And yet we have people consistently punching down on that level when they're not in that kind of they shouldn't be in that position to do so to begin with you understand yeah more or less up more to or less point. up to this um, point yeah the, the pro- so, my problem with it is every everyone's gone through shit if you can't everyone right. laughs at things until it's about them and then all of a sudden it's off limits so, how many people are going to fucking say it's off limits? How many different minorities are we going to have to go through until nothing is fucking good to go anymore? 
I don't think it's I don't think it's more of that because you know then you wouldn't have comedy. We have different kinds of people doing different kinds of comedy, but a comedian has to have responsibility for that kind of comedy too. And if you know that you are going in the stage with jokes presented like that, you are responsible for the, not partially, but you have that partial responsibility that you take it upon yourself to tell a joke where it could damage more, more kinds of minds of people with an audience like that. Like people are going to be like, yeah, I agree with what he said. That's funny. And then you're going to, and then you're going to have more people fight on that behalf. I understand every minority gets picked on again. That's how comedy works. I know that. I understand that. Um, everyone gets fun at you. Look, you you go to comedy. There's not one group of people that get targeted. That not that don't get targeted. Rather, so then why is Muslims this one get off targeted for being? I'm not saying that. No, I'm not just saying that this one's off. This one is especially because it's this time and age right now where it's just not like. Uh, how do I explain it's not, it? It's if not it's socially already, acceptable. To, at, at this point in time, I personally wouldn't find it socially acceptable. Is what I'm saying. Um, and I understand what you meant when you're saying that different parts of, again, different people get different kinds of shit all the time. And I understand that. I think that if you've told your run of jokes before and it didn't work, why are you doing it again and still telling it in 2019, 2020, when we still have them getting like openly killed for their lifestyle, openly mocked for their lifestyle? I mean, we just had shootings in Colorado with them. Like a, a couple of them died, and media now, at least a faction of people that would take those jokes as something that is like face value and understandably like take it as their word, like what, what Dave Chappelle was saying. They could in, immediately interpret that as like, yeah, it's because Dave Chappelle said so. It's funny because he said so. The problem now, is, is that he's. This isn't the first time it's happened. You said at one point um, last night that he's just starting to get called out for it, which is horseshit. He's made this shit, as you've said now, he's been saying the same shit for years and he's been getting called out. The difference is his, his material isn't changing while the context around him is. Three years ago, it was a vastly different climate than it is today. We're post-pandemic right. now. Vastly, vastly different. And... Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's exclusive to just the LGBTQ plus community right now, especially when what's what's the difference between a racist joke and a uh, transphobic joke? They're both offensive to the same people. They're both offensive. And they're both current topics today. What's the difference? Right. Nothing. None's the difference. Which one would get you canceled quicker? In this current society, in this Right now, yep. where we're looking at in this in this current part, I think the transphobic joke would. Hundred percent. So why is that one not okay? They're equally as offensive, but the climate around it says that one's more offensive. So that one's not mm-hmm. okay. But it ignores how they're equally offensive. They both punch right. down on people. They both look at right human beings that don't deserve any different than other human beings. It, there's exactly. no difference. The difference is right. The comedians shape their jokes based on their perspective, right? And obviously, right. Chappelle said it himself. He's not a trans person. He's a black guy. So mm-hmm. his material and his life experiences are going to reflect that of a black man in America. 
not right. as a trans person in America. So right. I think people are disagreeing with him so much because he thinks he's saying he's saying unrelatable things and he's saying things that don't make sense to the people living those experiences. The difference being when he was saying it to um black people or white people who deal with those things and who have experienced those things it made more sense additionally people just can't take a joke anymore hold people up, just hold up is do my not messing up give me one second sorry give me one second because I, I froze a little bit that's fine okay go back uh or was i uh yeah material um <clears throat> he um Hang on, I've lost my point. I've lost where I was. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm really sorry that I stopped. No, it's okay. I, like, it's not your fault. You, um, you like, it, for some weird reason, my thing like stopped, and you like, we both were like, what the fuck? No, it's fine. It's not your fault. Um, <clears throat> I think I was saying about how people just can't take a joke anymore. Everything is, people are so offended by everything now. You can't say anything mm-hmm. without offending somebody. And he's no exception to it because he's always been the one to thrive in saying the offensive shit and understanding that it's a joke. He doesn't, he says it to be funny. Like he's saying it to get you thinking about it. He's not saying it to convince you. That's not a comedian's job. And I think being as well respected as he is in comedians would warrant that his, his words have truth. Additionally, comparing him to someone like Carlin they're both masters of the craft, but they're on two different calibers. They're both for not. That's like comparing an Olympic runner to Usain Bolt, right? Usain Bolt, mm. top, top athlete, absolute fastest man. An Olympic runner is going to train their whole life. They're going to work their balls off. They're going to go through experiences, and they're both masters at what they do, but they're on different calibers. Mm. They're both respected. The, they're both yeah. masters, but they're not the same despite being in the same right. class and doing the same profession they're not the same in your opinion let's say where would you place one over the other carlin versus Chappelle? yeah in your in your personal take through uh i find Chappelle funnier but i think carlin uh paved the way and is better mm-hmm. because it's just paying regardless of whether i think uh Chappelle is funnier because He's more of a, he's more of a modern comedian, so I relate to him more. I mm. understand his jokes right. more than Carlin's because I wasn't, I wasn't raised in that age. Whereas Chappelle now right. is talking about current events and things that I witness on a day to day, so I, I find it funnier to me. But mm-hmm. Carlin is world renowned, so I, right. regardless of whether I relate to him or not, more over the other, I think he's better. Mm-hmm. That's a fair assumption. I I would definitely agree with that uh, that takeaway that the comparison between the two. <clears throat> I wanted to say at least for that part that I mentioned Carlin to begin with because we we look at different aspects of comedy and where each person puts down their material. Like everyone has their own material they prepare for. Dave Chappelle has his, which I, I can I can look up a category of what each person does for their style of category in the meantime um let's take a look real quickly so i can we can compare in that end so that we know how that goes 
give me one sec. Felt. I got. They're. I think they're different styles of comedy, regardless of being in the same dark genre or meaningful genre. I think they're different styles. Chappelle is a lot more raunchy than Carlin was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I would say so. Dave Chappelle has surrealist black comedy, insult comedy, satire, and racial humor, and his biggest subjects include racism, race relations current events, pop culture, and African-American culture. Which, don't misunderstand me when I say that parts of Dave Chappelle's material is funny. I've watched his specials. I've watched as early as the Dave Chappelle show. I I do think that every comedian has their weaknesses and strengths comparatively to other people. I mean, this is why we say that people like you know, Dave Chappelle and George Carlin are contested to be good comedians while people like fucking Amy Schumer and J- uh, James Corden isn't because you like you have their different material and you can find that different people are just not good at the profession as the other and so to an extent you know it's not, with the whole taking of the joke thing I think that each joke has to come with a grain of salt and you know people find things funny where they won't find things that are not. And I don't know. Because like. You know you make. Like you can make good points. To, to the fact where like I know that. I can't really rebut on it. Because I understand. I agree with most of it. It's the. I think that the ultimate point it comes down to. Is that I've seen. In my personal opinion. That Chappelle has regressed in terms of his style and to a point where I look at his material then and a lot of it is a lot better than what you see it now and it's just I think again a subjective case by case basis so I can say in my opinion that he's got a better streak in the earlier part to where it is now where he has unfortunately not grown up to understand the climate of where we are politically now where we think that a community such as the LGBTQ plus community shouldn't be really joked at at this current place in time. Um, and to an extent, yeah, every joke is fucking horrible. Like every, every kind of, every kind of joke where you demean a minority of sorts is you have to really pull it off to think that it, it's a funny kind of joke. Um, where I go with that, I don't know. I just I just keep going back to points where like, you you oh, comedian is partially responsible of understanding its climate. And yes, while it's while a comedian tells you their stories and their comedy from their perspective and their eyes, they have to also understand that some people are akin to understanding that this climate is one where you have to be wary about one joke versus another. It's not comedy at that point where the thing is is that it's comedy to a point where you have to really watch what you're doing. When you when you take your jokes to a level where you're potentially harming a, a group of people's based on your thoughts, people to an audience will then interpret that as the thoughts that they should have themselves 
you have to understand that pe- that some people really take comedians w- face uh, word at face value. I had to bring that up before because people really do think that people started liking Dave Chappelle more because it'll start pandering to them. A part of why Dave Chappelle left his show to begin with was because while he was trying to break that stereotypical barrier of the African-American man, he unfortunately made it where it just pandered to white people feeling better about themselves because they were like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, black people are just not good in their opinion. And then it got to a point where he was like, this isn't what I tried to do to begin with in the Dave Chappelle show. So then he left for that reason. You can go ahead if you need to. I don't know. I just think comedy doesn't have an asterisk after it. I don't think anything's off limits. I think as soon as something becomes off limits, it's no longer comedy. And as soon as comedy is censored, it ruins the point of comedy. doesn't matter who it's against. Just because the climate now says that joking against the LGBTQ community is not socially acceptable doesn't eliminate the humor of it. Because I think Mm. I disagree with... I think Chappelle quite um, knowingly understands the climate now, and that's why he's talking about it now. He's always he's always touched on current events, and I think mm. that again I keep going back to the point of um, the climate changing around jokes and um, becoming not socially acceptable doesn't. Not that it doesn't apply to comedians, but mm-hmm. it doesn't impact their job as much because as soon as you start saying things are off limits, you can't say any- everything has to be off limits. It's the same idea as group punishment where I understand that people are going to take it for for face value and think that he thinks that, which I don't... I can't speak for his intentions. I don't know the man personally. No one can speak for his intentions except no, for himself. That, yeah, no it's people. all just debatable. Yeah. Um, you can only use the context of his jokes and his um, renown as a comedian and his longevity in the scene to inform your own opinions. But I think he understands the climate quite well. Uh, and... I don't think that anything is off limits when it comes to comedy because that's how you get through things. You start the conversation. If you can't laugh at yourself and have, you're taking your shit too seriously. Like, and not like it's the difference between finding a joke funny and understanding it as a joke or finding it not funny and understanding it as a joke or taking offense to it. You can find something that he says funny. Like, I'll use specific examples from his the special The Closer, since that's a topic as well. He, in The Closer, he does, obviously, some LGBT stuff, community, uh, community stuff, and I didn't find it funny. I'm not mm. offended by it, because, right. one, it doesn't apply to me, so I have, I don't get offended by it, but... I just didn't think it landed well. And then what got him in the trouble is saying he agreed with J.K. Rowling and or J. Rowling or however she goes by. I don't care. Um, and saying that she was team turf 
And he's like, I don't know what the fuck that means. And I was like, okay, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Like, I looked into it, blah, 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 and I, I, agree, I agree with her. And I was like, okay, well, you started off funny, but I disagree with that, and I don't find it funny. I don't want you to mm-hmm. take down the special just because I didn't find the joke funny. I think it's fucked up that right. you think that way. I don't think that – I think that way of thinking makes them less than human, and I don't agree with it. Right. That's that's where it ends. I, that's where yeah. the opinion so, ends. Right. The the I mean, in my thing is that, like, I I I I like I like dark comedy. Like I'm I'm telling you that I like my share of comedy too. It's not that I'm supposed to get offended by everything because I I know that once once you stop poking fun at one thing, you're gonna poke fun. You're gonna it, everything should be off limits. I think it's just that when you tell your jokes and you know that when you tried it prior that it didn't work, it didn't land, I think that you have to understand that that material, the more you try to pry for that material, the more people are going to get an idea of who you are and why you think that way. If you change your material, wouldn't that be considered pandering to a different audience though? Because the audience is changing. You're every right. night. I, I know. Doing, the every night you're seeing different people and going to different venues. You're getting different people. And you can do the same material, but if you change your material no, based on negative reception, wouldn't you consider that pandering? I think no. I, I don't think so. When you're pandering to an audience, you want to know. You want what the audience wants to hear to a point where it's not that you're banning jokes from different parts is that you are specifically telling jokes that you know your personal audience wants to hear pandering means you are personally making it your mission to find the jokes for that audience rather than changing negative receptions based on so Dave Chappelle has got his track record for what his his some of his comments in prior shows thing is he didn't change from it so he tries it again in his closer special which just wasn't funny I think that if it's not funny the first time, it's not funny. It's not gonna be the funny the next time you change it. So why are you using the same material? The problem is, is that my. It's just that I'm not gonna say to someone to change a joke if it's funny and it lands. I'm not gonna say like, damn, that shit was offensive. Change that shit. No. If I think it's funny, it's funny. I'm not gonna say, oh man, I'm gonna be offended for that person because I'm not part of that community. I'm a Muslim. I laugh when when people are talking about bomb jokes. I laugh about those some of these jokes too. I'm not gonna say take that shit down. It's offensive. It depends on the person saying the joke if it's if they're good with it or not. If if Dave Chappelle can land a funny homophobic joke, if he can land a funny joke about the LGBTQ plus community, then cool. That's a good joke. There, I'm not gonna get offended by it. But the difference is that he didn't land it the first time earlier in his career. So why is he gotta change that when he gets to that point again and it still didn't stick in this climate now? Then what happens? Subjectively, now he's going to get because I found him funny. Because of the climate, I found the right. jokes funny. There wasn't any part of the closer special specifically that right. Um, I thought some of them were in poor taste. I thought the pushing of his just opinion of being team turf was unnecessary because Very. you're ruining the point of the message of talking about it. But it's his opinion. Why should he change his if it's if his opinion is the material like it's always been forming his life experiences forming his material and what he thinks why would he change that if it doesn't land it's still what he thinks he's not going to change what he thinks because it's not landing he still finds it funny so he's going to tell it as a comedian 
as a comedian, yeah, I understand that. But when you're, but as I'm saying, is that yeah, everyone has their opinion based on whatever they think about team turf and whatnot. Okay, it's shit. I understand that. I think that when there comes a point in time where you are, it. If you, th- this is what you just brought up with how if it's your opinion, he's going to consistently use it. But the thing is, is that it doesn't land in a wider perspective. Subjectively, so, though, because people are still laughing sure. at it. People have laughed at it yeah, the first time, people, people laughed at it the second time. Right. But if it just comes down to, per- I know, it comes down to subjective su- subjectivity. When you're looking at comparatively, these jokes, if I'm if there's a 9/11 joke, for example, and if someone nails it, shit. If someone does not nail it, not only is it not funny, now you just fucked up. It, it doesn't doesn't work. Now 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 it becomes offensive. I think that in comedy, you have to be responsible and you have to understand your your take back of the joke. Just because some people find it funny in that audience, just because some people find it funny, it doesn't mean that in essence. That it's stuck because then you have to understand that in comedy it's it's entirely subjective, but the a bigger opinion is gonna win. If if sixty percent of people think that a LGBTQ plus joke is not funny, guess who's gonna get canceled for it? If seventy five seventy percent of people say a nine eleven joke is funny, people people can get mad all they want. They can have someone fucking dead in the World Trade Center, but if, if, if everyone found it funny besides a few people, then the joke the joke took its course at Lance. I wouldn't have been mad. I mean, I, I if I didn't find it funny, then the shit, okay. But that's what it is. I think that in the end of the day, a comedian does have their opinion and you base your stories and your entire profession on your life stories and your opinions. I did that when I performed the when I performed the little comedy special. Some people, uh, I mean, I did mine. Matthew did his. That little girl did hers in in the in the charter little in the little charter um talent show, which by the way was rigged because you had 100%. people dancing to win. Absolutely rigged, and we'll get back to that at some point, maybe towards welcome, the end. Of this welcome video. to all of fucking America. Everything's rigged. Yeah, I know. Uh, this is Dylan no different. This is no different. Justice, justice for Dylan, man. He he should he should have won that for sure. I absolutely should have won it. The first or the second but, year because I got robbed twice. More the second, more the second because they knew. Yeah. That yeah, they yep. that more they the messed second. up the first time and they still didn't give it. Yeah. Well, That's what know. I'm saying. The first time someone could argue like, oh, you know, I get it. Like, I, I never listened to metal music. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I'll try to get it. And then, but the second time we do it again, they're like, okay, now that we acknowledge it, we still didn't give it to you. Yeah. We're going to give these dancing girls first place. Here you go. Metal is ignored. That's- metal doesn't win. I've, it's, I've accepted it. It's what I do. Same I vein. I'm, that- just because people don't like metal, I'm still going to keep making it. People don't like that I make it. People are offended by the music. I couldn't care less. It's what I want to make. It's how I express my musical opinion. So it's no different from comedy. How are people offended by, by by metal, if you ask me? They think it's not music. They think it's an insult to music. They think it's like just a shit stain on the history of music because it's just noise and screaming. Can't understand what they're saying. There's no emotion to it. It's like horse shit. 
you're you're going in that, with a closed mind because you don't like it. The stereotype, by the way, projected towards that kind of music that all that all all metal does is scream. But welcome I don't to how think America that's... is based in stereotypes. Like I yeah. said last night, it is how society is largely based, and that's the part that was I know pissing me off because these are the same people canceling people who would just as soon as turn on someone with a different skin color or who prefers a different sexual orientation or prefers a different gender or any of this. It's the same fucking people who would backstab each other in the blink of an eye. So I refuse Mm -hmm. to accept the popular opinion of a society who does that, of a society who lets people die in the streets, who lets people Mm -hmm. who come home fighting for this country go nowhere but on the fucking sewer grates of the roads and don't even give them any mind do not care i refuse to accept the perspective of them i refuse to accept the perspective of a country who sees everything is black and white being left or right or all political it's all horseshit you can't have your own opinion anymore everything has to fall under some political party i don't give a fuck about anything I am I am Dylan. I live my life. I have my experiences. I have my opinions. I don't give a shit if I agree entirely with someone. Don't classify me as them. I am my own opinion. I am my own person. I do not ev- everything. It's all just bullshit. It's all a scheme to win the popular vote for your candidate, for your president, for your party. Mm-hmm. All of it. It's all horseshit. Yeah. And yeah, comedy is not special to it it's got the same fucking um dichotomy of it it's all bullshit i refuse to accept the popular opinion i will absolutely Mm. die on the hill i stand gladly you know i agree with everything you just said man and let me tell you why i believe so I, now, I know that comparatively to you, I, I study politics as a hobby and a pastime, so I know that you don't, don't want to even think about a political standpoint, and I understand that 100%. But where I, where I come from in the mind of myself, I see and I have the same problems with this country as you just claimed, is that this country has these people on a podium that make all of us bicker and fight over each other for the littlest of shit. When you look at people that do come back home from this country that have died, that uh, that are close to death, that have fought for a country, that have soaked blood, t- sweat, tears, urine, and everything and everything. They lost their limbs. They lost their minds. They lost their fucking balls. They lost everything. They lost their wife, children, house, car, everything. They lost their pension. They lose their fucking paychecks. But, but... What happens to them? They come home to nothing. Heroes welcome. They come home to nothing. They lose everything. They lose home. They lose everything. And the same government that tells us that they are our heroes and that anyone that that says anything bad about them is not a patriot and a communist. Well, so gladly, by the way, not provide anything for them. The same people that have fought to protect us. These same people have fought. Whether I personally justify it or not in conflicts that we shouldn't should or should not be involved in, 
And spoiler, I don't think we should be involved in anything. We're not the world's fucking police. But unfortunately, that in, 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 in this part, in America, we apparently have to be the world's fucking police. Apparently, we have to invade every fucking country. Apparently, we have to fucking pour billions of dollars, trillions of dollars into a fucking conflict that we shouldn't give a fuck about. But unfortunately... The money that we put to that conflict, we don't put to the same people that come back to this country. We don't put any penny towards them. They sit in the streets and they die. And they sit there and they pile up and then their wife doesn't give a fuck. Their kids are gone. Their pension's gone. They don't get health care. They're mentally insane. They're checked out. Nothing. So then we paint this narrative where now these same people on top that for both sides, by the way, I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to give you a word of advice, is that whether you think a Democrat and a Republican party are left and right is horseshit. I tell this to everybody. It's horseshit. They do not have, they are all the same people. They're all the same people. As long as they're rich, they're the same fucking people. They could give you a name of a political party, but they don't act differently from another. They are the same people. They don't give a fuck as long as they have more than a million dollars, more than 10 million, 100 fucking million bucks in wealth. They don't care. They don't care. We have dirty water in Flint, Michigan for now, at this point, almost 10 years. These people in the city have not had cleanable drinking water for 10 fucking years. A kid could be born, grow up, and be in elementary school right now and have not once touched drinking water. Not one time. It, they didn't get anything in the fountain. Nothing. Their sinks. Nishta. Nothing. Not one thing. Not one ounce of water. They had to go shower maybe in a different fucking city. They have to probably go to buy water themselves constantly. Just to keep themselves hydrated. They had, they had to keep themselves hydrated for that. Okay. You would think that a crisis like that. By the way. That would take 10 years. What's up for that? Vice is here. Hello. <laughs> You're in the video. <laughs> yeah. By the way, laundry. Sorry, guys. I'm interlude. You would think, by the way, that for 10 years, that the government who claims to, oh, you vote for me and I'll make sure this drinking water's clean has been gone for 10 years. They still haven't gotten their goddamn drinking water. You understand that? 10 years, right? Almost. I think since 2014. We went over two or three presidents now that still hasn't touched that subject. That's just on, that's just on drinking water. And that's just Flint, Michigan. What about the ones in Alabama and Mississippi right now that literally you have to drive half a county or not just half a county. You have to literally drive through like half the section of the state to get pure drinking water. So, what I'm going to tell you is why I think like this. Part of this is that politically speaking, these people don't give a fuck. It is black and white. They like to paint it this way so that we blindly vote for the next schmuck that they've been hand-selected by corrupt governments and corrupt officials so that we can keep pan so that we can pander to them. So they pander to us. They put a face out there so that we say, okay, how do we how do we like this? How do we how do we enjoy this? Hmm? How do we enjoy how, how, how is this politician gonna help us? And unfortunately the people that do put a lot of effort into trying to help the American public are unfortunately never going to be in that position. 
and the and that's why the might be the only person, maybe one or two, three people, maybe, right now, have only done so because they just got lucky that they were in there. But unfortunately, they fall right back to the same position they started in. And this is where it brings to my point on the whole comedy spectrum, is that just like a politician out there. A comedian has to be responsible for things that will hurt the public. And it, I just told you about this. While I think that the moment that you are, that you know that you can't make a joke that can ultimately make people as a collective laugh, even in a climate like now, people can make fun of you know different kinds of races all they want, and. But the thing is, is that people will get canceled for it because universally speaking, it was just panned because the co- comedy was not funny. And if you understand that a joke can take offense to a point where people will die out of it, you have to understand that a partial responsibility comes in that shoulder. Now, I understand your frustration with how this country is run and the precedent it sets for what we were talking about in the space of comedy. It's not just it's not the fact that people can't take jokes anymore because you're fi- we're, we're missing the underlying issue. It's just in in general is that because the government that we have now doesn't give a fuck so they'll say whatever they want without a filter. They have to be responsible for what they've done. They have to be responsible, but they don't. So that's why we publicly condemn what they do. We have to hold people accountable for some things that they just cannot stop saying. That's just all I have to say about that. I know that for everything you said when you had your rant right now about what's wrong with this country is why I 100% agree with you on that. Don't mistake that for me being offended by other jokes. I'm not part of that community. I'm a straight white man too. I'm a straight white man. Okay? I live a decent job. I, I, I own a business. With, with, I'm a family man. By that description alone, you can you can call you can color me a conservative. By that description, but the difference between that is that everyone's a minority somewhere. Everyone is. Jokes can be taken at the expense. I get that. I get that. I laugh at all dark humor. I find Norm Macdonald and George Carlin and Ricky Gervais some of my favorite comedians. Sometimes they get panned for what they say. And sometimes I don't agree with it if they don't land the mark. The difference between what they've done... Well, okay, Norm MacDonald, let's say. The difference between his... He hasn't been really condemned for because everything that he does at face value with his jokes is considered funny. Even if he tells a shit joke. He tells a lot of jokes about LGBTQ plus community. But he's funny. He makes the joke work. So no one's going to get mad at that. Dave Chappelle is a huge name. He's a household name. He has to understand that as a big name, you have your consequences for doing so. While some of his audience is just a standard person that loves his jokes like you or me for this earlier work, sometimes they you have to find some people that drift differently from his jokes, that like that kind of joke. All in all, that's what I gotta say. Give me a second. I gotta drink water. I don't think how well a joke lands determines its offensiveness and determines whether it's offensive, period, or not. 
I think the fact that if a joke lands poorly, it's more offensive than if a joke lands well is horseshit. Because they're both of the, they're both. It's the same joke. It's all about. Right, it's yeah. all about context, and it just because the joke has not changed its offensive nature. If people find it funny, that does not make it less offensive than if people don't find it don't find it funny. Because you're still poking at this instance. If, like, if Chappelle makes a joke, to be specific, he made a joke about in his closure special that he got flack for this part as well. He made a joke about um, Caitlyn Jenner winning Woman of the Year, her first year as a woman. And he he said it. He could send some tension, so he made a throwaway joke about it. Mm-hmm. All all He's like, all the bitches in Detroit, she's better than all of you. Blah, 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 blah. Funny, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, disassembling of the tension in the room a little bit. Right, right, like, like trying to diffuse the situation before it was, like, too much at that point. The problem is that's still, um, I lost my point where I was going with this. I, I think, no, I think I know what you mean, is that even even though he told a joke and he diffused the situation, you know, sometimes you just can't, sometimes you blurt out what jokes you have in your routine, so, you know, putting that, you know, even knowing that he's telling a joke and saying, but diffusing it, he knew what he was responsible for doing. I assume is what you were probably going to say, or saying, no. like, it doesn't just, it doesn't determine... It doesn't determine it being less offensive than, say, if he said a different joke. No, I know what I was going for. Um, Go ahead. He made, he made a joke about um, how um, he compared the outrage that someone who identifies as a turf would feel is equivalent to how a black man would feel about blackface. Um, mm. And he yeah. brought it up in a way of pretending to be someone you're not and that can be taken very offensively right um because i don't think personally they are as equivalent but he the effect of that joke still landed but it's still very offensive and it would not have been more offensive if that joke didn't land because you're always going to find people who the joke's don't land. Half the people in that audience probably thought that that was some of the most offensive shit he ever said. Because I know it for a fact, because right after he said that, the camera panned to a girl and her mother, stone-faced. Just horrified to be there. So, they're right. not all gonna land. But, the right, level of offense to that person is just the same as it is to the person sitting next to her, regardless of whether it applies or not, which is why nothing's off-limits right. in comedy, or why nothing should be off-limits in comedy. Because, again, it just, if a joke doesn't land, it, it might mean it's either funnier or less funny, but that doesn't change the offensiveness. Mm. Additionally, sure, you said that uh, Chappelle, or not Chappelle, Carlin, McDonald, and um, Gervais have all gotten flack. Have they ever changed their opinions? Has Ricky Gervais ever backed off a point that he stood by? He, yeah, he hasn't. So then why is Chappelle, well, why is Chappelle being held to a different standard? 
They're both they're both cynical. They both poke fun at current topics. They both are super raunchy. Gervais mm. drops cunts all over the place. Chappelle uses the hard R because that's their style of comedy. They're both very raunchy comics, but they're being held to vastly different standards. Gervais said all this shit on live TV and was invited back to host that program five times. Chappelle hosts you SNL, know- which people can- I don't even know. The other thing that pissed me off about this is that they're saying he started the anti anti-Semitism, which is horseshit. Because the same people who are claiming no, that the same people who are claiming that they're like, oh, his monologue on SNL started it all. Are the same people claiming that SNL is shit and that it's a dying breed? Why are you watching anyways? It's the same people who just want to yeah, watch right. fucking Rome burn. It's it's absolute horseshit. Right. He's being held to such right. different standards, and it's bullshit. Right. No, I I know that. But let me get back to this. First off, let's get back to this point about the difference between Gervais's thing and and Chappelle's thing in the standard of Gervais rewind back to what hit monologue was was aiming at think about the people that Gervais was aiming at he wasn't aiming at people that were lower than him he was aiming at all the higher ups all the executives all the news stations all the people that knew in that room that they are guilty and having skeletons in their closet at this point in time, I don't think Dave Chappelle would ever do that to high people at a high regard anymore. Think about this. Dave Chappelle has gotten to a point, in my opinion, where he does not... He, he hangs out with the people that he so was against from the beginning of his style of comedy. And now that he's buddy with them, now to him it's off limits to talk about big boys up top. Think about Ricky Gervais's... Uh, last SNL speech, or not SNL. Sorry, no. Um, rhyme, rhyme again. The award ceremony for the Golden Globes, I think, or the Emmys. One thank the you, two. Golden Globes or Emmys. What's one of the two? I don't. I give think a it's fuck. the Golden it's Globes. All, yeah, it's all. It's all horseshit anyway. They all get the same fucking cunts winning the same garbage, and they all, you know. And Ricky makes good points about how when he talked about his speeches and how he constantly kept biting. It's against people, big names, big Hollywood industries, the entire industry, knowing that what they've done all the way in the past, their entire industry is fucked up. The entire part of it's fucked up. He poked holes in that. They blurted out shit he said on live TV knowing, knowing that he was going to, you know, like expose a lot of things that you shouldn't say about an industry such as Hollywood. But he also posted the audience. in those speeches because the same people Which, that he was poking fun of, he claimed the audience was no different in supporting those people. He made a joke about if he made a joke about Apple running sweatshops in China and he said if they ran a streaming service based upon it, all of you would watch it. It's no he pokes fun at the audience and him and the people above. Who's the audience? Who's the audience? All of the who's same the all the same people like him. Actors it's all actors. It's all people of his stature or above. It's not regular schmucks I, like you and me. I don't think that... Just because... Hold on. I don't think that... Everyone there was above him in stature. Because there's definitely some C or D-list actors that go there. 
to make names for themselves, and it's all about the connections you make. They go there knowing that they're not going to win anything. They have no purpose in being there, but they go there because they're an actor who are far lower than Gervais's standards. And I think Chappelle making fun of a... Or not even making fun of, saying jokes about... It's a, it's a difference of why they make jokes. Gervais says it in the style of he wants to poke at everything at once. He's poking at the people causing the problem. He's poking at the people supporting the problem. And I think, in essence, Chappelle thinks he's doing the same thing. Chappelle's poking at a problem that he sees as something he doesn't agree with. The problem is people get offended more at Chappelle because he's seen as targeting a specific group. I think a minority of people is larger than actors in Hollywood. So, using that, wouldn't you say that Gervais is poking at a smaller number of people, therefore a, like a smaller minority of people? What is more targeted versus a Hollywood group that's seen as just untouchable, which I understand your point, or the difference between, right now, the socially untouchable party. What's the difference? They're both untouchable in today's standards. And yet again, Chappelle is being held to a different standard than someone else. Because they're both... When you... They're both um, making what they feel is a point and it's just received different ways which means it's interpreted as funnier and not funnier and offensive or less offensive gervais's speeches were seen it, way less offensive than this because the people that he was targeting were they didn't raise arms about it whereas these people are so used to being defensive because they feel they have to fight for everything where actors in hollywood don't feel that way they're going to be far less defensive about how they feel or far less defensive and outspoken about them being offended. People in the trans community and all the LGBT community feel like they are always on the back foot of an uphill battle, which it's interesting to take um problem with that when the host of his material is also on the back foot of an uphill battle based upon his skin color something that he did not choose mm -hmm. for himself either no i understand that i know that you can't change different kinds of things like orientation of lifestyle color of your skin and your ethnicity i understand that and we, we weren't we, no, you can we try michael jackson regard, did it he can certainly try yeah, i mean i mean he had vertigo i've felt feel as something Fidelico? What was it called? Pedophilia? I don't know. No, 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 no. No. Um, Fidelico. It's like where he, you, you, your skin literally inherently changes and reverts color. Pick the pigment and removes pigment of color. But it's here's here's my take on this is that you know part of the pro point that was proven on my end is that. Yeah, it's it's a back it's the back foot of an uphill battle because they've been consistently on on that target and I mean, yeah, so is every minority, right? You know, 
I don't know. My okay, personal opinion, this... they haven't done nearly the time that some other minorities have. That doesn't make them any right. more or less special, but... No, I understand that. People people who are, who are black, Muslims, Jews, especially Jewish people... Um, they got hundreds of years with... in this battle. Hundreds of years yep. in this battle. Generationally in this battle. I... In my opinion, I can't say the same for that community. Well, okay, hold on. Let's let, let's let's back it up to this. Now, historically speaking, are we going to historical kinds of are we are we throwing history like this far down, or are we just talking about comedy as its field? Where are we going with this? Because it depends how you answer this question in terms of context. If you're talking about minorities in the span of being targeted for a comedic standpoint, this I will agree with you on, this take. If you want to go and suggest with history and say, oh, they got hundreds of years of being belittled, then we have to go far back for that. And they're both in that same kind of um, that field because every minority is going to be all the way down to its knees like with, with their discrimination. If we're going to go back on history... They, they both got an even footing at some point or another. Maybe by like a, a decade or so, sure. But some but you have to understand that people who are found with different lifestyles can have been at, the, at that back foot for so long that these, that these, that these script, some of these scriptures in, in, in faith condemn them to begin with, some of them. Or rather, as they, as they progress, they put it in their mind that to write, to read this, these, books of faith and then putting t- like in their mind their head saying okay these guys now shouldn't exist and then they get killed for that lifestyle from millennia ago then what changes because we if we're talking about comedy i will understand your point and i will definitely say yes people from the jewish community have it way worse because they've been subjective to like a good materials worth of abuse but if we're talking like oh yes it's like you know all the time they got you know in history they got belittled then we have to include people of the lgbtq plus community too because in that case yeah they got probably fucked up too because they got killed for what they believed in yeah you get killed for being a jew but you also got killed for being gay i think that it's more from a comedy's perspective since that's the nature of the topic of but, this conversation then yes then in that case okay then in that case we put to that standard but I, I just wanted to put that at least for that going forward but in terms of going for where we were going back with the point of why Gervais had it in a way where it's praised for his uh, words versus condemn condemnable on Dave's standard is that in the standard of Chappelle now hold on my mom says she might come in so I, I can't yell too much in Dave Chappelle's standpoint um, there, there's a lot of people that are in that community that they got enough a back foot who, 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 who takes who takes shots at Hollywood knowingly in a Hollywood studio, for one thing? It's like, it's unprecedented because it's a locked up, gated secret. It's a society filled by some of the most heinous people on earth. Some of them. 
I mean, may, I mean, not obviously, as you mentioned, a C or a D list actor is not really like on that back. They are definitely not comparable. I mean, they're just there to try to get a name of themselves because they want to be acting. Maybe they like that job. They like that kind of profession to to, to act. But they go in there knowing willingly what Hollywood is. They go in there willingly, um, despite their ambitions. They know they gotta make it big at Hollywood. So they try, and eventually these big names in Hollywood will know some of the darkest secrets that Hollywood itself has. Um, their torturous abuse of sexual assault with some and rape at this point from some for some people. You have people that have been discriminated against and blacklisted because of political affiliation, because of skin color, because of personal beliefs because they were against another person and so on and so forth that's why you see actors in, in, in historical amounts at least that were never supposed to act again and were publicly condemned and couldn't be touched because they just so happened to not be I don't know um, I'm trying to think what it was because they didn't think differently from them so like if you were politically speaking not just a standard a political person, like if you were a political activist, for example, or, or what they would call now a communist, I'm putting that in air quotes, you were never put in Hollywood again, and you were condemnable, and you couldn't come in no matter how hard you tried. And if you did, they tried to kill you for it. And when I saw Ricky Gervais partially, obviously he's not going to say everything, but partially putting some things into a public eye where people like you and me who don't really neither have the ambition to act or don't like the idea of the Hollywood industry now we hear someone from inside tell people from us these people what they do it's it's a lot more awardable it's a lot more enduring and it's a lot more honest in the eyes of someone that is in that profession than someone who has tried the joke that just didn't land that's just my perspective of seeing it my per- and we already went back to your point, Dylan, on saying that comedy is a subjective matter that every person interprets a joke they find funny or not, and whether or not they find it funny doesn't always constitute that it's less or more offensive. But rather, some people have t- taboo subjects that they don't want to hear, and they will never want to hear. Maybe I don't know. Maybe you don't like hearing. I don't know, nine eleven jokes. I don't know. Where in your like in you, where would you find your tab? <clears throat> I don't find suicide jokes funny. I'm not offended by them. Right. Clearly, it's a very hard hitting topic for me personally, but I'm not gonna say you can't joke about it. Nothing's off limits. Just because I don't like it doesn't mean it's off limits. I find I think... other ways to deal with it. Mm. Right. I think that's the problem I don't here, know. is that people think as soon as they don't find something funny, it's not allowed anymore. As soon as they're offended by something, it's not allowed anymore. And that's just not true. That's just not how, it, that's not how the world works. Never said, I mean, I personally never said that it's going to be like that, because, again, you're, you're, everything's going to have an offense to that. I just think that if, 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 if he can't, if he can't tell, if he knows, if he's got a track record of it and it doesn't work, that kind of thing is not going to work. You haven't told a joke. You, I mean, you maybe tried. You tried to refine it. Didn't work. My whole point of it is that, yeah, you. Everyone's gonna take a joke. Everybody does. 
when we when when, when my parents talk about their kinds of jokes, it's probably not funny to me. It's offensive. So, in my personal opinion, I might not find it funny. But yeah, it's in the end of the day, in the current spectrum of the world, you know, a, a joke's a joke, and whether people take offense to it or not, it just happens. I my whole gripe was it in the beginning was that he just regressed. That's my from my point to start was that he's just regressed. That's just what it comes down to. He's regressed. Again, I I just disagree because he hasn't. That's fine. Re- regression implies That's fine. change, and he hasn't changed. Regression. Regression doesn't apply just change. It re- it, it implies that when you when you take a scope of someone's career and you look at the at the quality of what they've had and that it's visibly shown to not have that same effect as it once has that is regression at its default if you in that case if you're saying that the change hasn't worked then why again why has he still tried to not change the joke and it still doesn't land in that case then what's the point because why why saying. would someone change on how they feel regardless of whether it's people interpret it as regression or not it's just like if regression can also be interpreted as a change in quality when it's completely not even subjective it's just based on the current scale of time and what's seen as regression now in 20 years when this becomes okay to joke about he's going to be looked at as ahead of the curve it's going to be looked at completely different or if those goes even negatively even more negatively he's going to be looked at as ahead of the curve and this is where he completely fell off it's all based on the time. So I think that... Right, I understand that. And that's far more... I think that it's far more common to find people um, classifying people like that in this day and age than it was at the beginning of his career. And I don't think when a culture has changed so much that he someone could be based on such a different um such a different scale of things i i don't think that because look at it from look at it from a musician's point of view if sure i've got three albums now and to say that um, I have changed over the course of three years is a fair statement. Um, if I were to make an album next year that sounded very similar to my first one, but the first one didn't do so well, that's not me regressing as a musician. That's me writing what I want to write. That's me expressing my own opinion musically and writing the music that I want to write. Because I go back to the core ideas that I want to put on pen and paper or into the, mm-hmm. into the world of it. Even if I am seen as trend-setting, let's say album one, awful. Album two, phenomenal. Album three, even better. Album four, goes back to awful. That's not me regressing as a, as a musician. That, mean, that doesn't mean I did anything wrong. It just means that people 
didn't want this thing at this time. I think because people don't want his comedy right now, it's not what they want to hear. They think that he's falling off, and I disagree with that sentiment. I guess it's a fair point on your perspective, um, but I mean, I just personally think that difference just comes down to when you mention your analogy, you're thinking of oh, the completely different medium, and I know, I know that you could argue that the regression standpoint works which i understand and that does work but as a medium you know you're do you put any message behind these kinds of uh, behind your music do you put any like meaningful well thought out message in your music yeah yes right and what would those messages be first was uh, you want like specific song examples I can give I can give you one off each album, the one I just I had three come to mind. Um, Sure. Album number one has a song called Trinity. The message behind that is just having fun. It's very simple. It's not like a stick it to the man kind of message, and it's just it's uh, me and two other guys just having fun musically, and it's supposed to convey a sense of just. You, you enjoy listening to music. That's the message. Album 2 mm-hmm. had a underlying message of rebellion. Something far different than album 1. The whole album itself had to deal with it. It had The, the story of album 2 deals with the people getting enslaved and rising up and overthrowing this power and fighting for themselves. That's the message between album 2. Album 3 has a song dealing with suicide. Vastly different topics from all three, but the problem is, if I then make a message on album four about having fun again, that doesn't mean I mean the other two any less. It's not me, like, that's just the message that I want to convey at this point. Or if I wanted to convey a message about being angry, or just, just at anyone, if I wrote a super fast and aggressive song with the point of being angry at someone, that's not any different than the message of me talking about dealing with suicide in my own ways or just having fun on a song. It's no different because it's the message that I believe in enough to put it out there. uh, Yeah, that's what I understand. The difference between what you've described to me with your music and how you put your messaging and Dave Chappelle's comedy and and his sketch jokes is that your message is in in essence, and let's be honest here, it will be universally understandable and not in any way for the lowest common denominator not controversial no one's going to be like I'm so offended that Dylan made a song about suicide not many people are going to say collectively no one's going to say that Dave Chappelle with these regret it's not in, in, in the fact of that it's that if we're putting jokes in that standard we know that Dave Chappelle's career has this ahead of him. We know that. We watched his specials. I laughed a lot of his shit. I think a lot of his jokes land. I think he's funny. You have his specials. You have his stuff. You have some jokes that don't work, but that's okay. Because the vast majority of it still lies up top. Over the years, you could see some things where he regressed. In terms of his, you know, what, what at this point, his self-surrealist thing where he pokes fun at the black man and how he talks about at this point where it came to a point where he left his own show because people were like 
yeah, I agree with his his messaging about how black people just are just sit there and are welfare queens and stuff like that. So then he's like, I, I can't stand for this. My whole point, he said, was to show awareness that these aren't what we think. So I quit for my good. He left it, tried coming back, and while it still had things to land, now it gets to a point where he's getting called out for this more than ever because he's had some of these jokes that he's tried, didn't work the first time, and he still puts this effort. And the thing is that he's doing things with a, with a setting in a profession where it's controversial to say one joke, but in music, where you're going and with your messaging, if you had an album title for about fun and the first one about fun okay just because they don't like it four and one it doesn't mean that you've regressed because you're putting music that has messaging that is not negative it's not overwhelming negative you're not talking about oh i want to kill people blah 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 blah. like in the stereotype that metal would put down you're not putting where they would stereotype your metal as oh i'm gonna kill some people let's put some metal in there it's not that. We know that your metal is based on ballad, for the most part, at least. You put ballad, and you put different things in there. You have your own you have your own style that most people would praise and otherwise. People can say what they want about metal, but it doesn't disregard your style. What if that was my style? In terms of... What if I wrote a song about... If it was your style? What if I wrote a song about killing people? Does that mean that I want to kill people? But I know you wouldn't. Because you know me. But we're, we're not doing what about... Yeah, I know you. But you don't put a what about them. It's because I know you're not going to do it. Okay, so let me ask. And you know that. Let too. me ask you this then, to prove my point of context. What if I had wrote the album about a um, civilization being enslaved in the middle of slavery? Could that be interpreted as something else? I didn't mean it as that, but would the context around that determine the meaning of it if it was popular? If the if the if the population of that time said I wrote that about slavery, would if I told them, but I didn't, this is what it's about. If everyone thinks that's what it's about, who's going to win? The public, unfortunately. But when you look at but it, the, the difference is that here's where we're going to keep going down to because it's going to be back and forth on this. Is that we are putting it in a situation where you have to put your context of your music. If your overlying album is about like a story about something that has to do with slavery... If people are not willingly looking into it and knowing that there's no malice in it, if the public is that stupid, that's on them. But if that the thing is is that if people willingly look into it and said, Okay, we know that Dylan is not doing this to piss people off, eventually it'll it'll come to a point where it'll go back full circle and people are gonna be like, Well, now we understand. Now my saying is, well, Dave Chappelle eventually gets to this point where he gets to a point where people will then understand that he really wasn't trying to take offense to it. Sure, yes. But until we see that he really means it into a way where he's not actively, knowingly, with his audience now at this point, going to have that kind of effect, okay. That's understandable. But when you willingly put that in there, it's not going to happen like that. I keep dropping the water fucking cap. Give me a second. When you willingly put what in there? What do you mean? You say when you willingly put that in there. What? What is that? In, ter- in, in terms of what he's put down? Yeah. 
his his jokes about about jokes that can potentially harm a community mentally speaking because everyone's got a fragile ego but what I'm saying is like in terms of their community we already mentioned a long time ago how they've been at the back foot of a lot of things and so has different minorities but in this culture and in this society right now it's not that it's not as acceptable but the thing is that he's telling a joke you know he's telling jokes rather that okay yeah they're offensive but what adds into insult is that he's willingly done it before and it wasn't funny the first time so if you know that it wasn't funny the first time how is it going to happen again so then if the people found willingly it funny speaking. the first time why would they not find it funny the second time if people found fun the first time, why didn't find it the second time? But you're you're throwing a thing where it's like, oh, somehow, somehow, some way, people willingly and majorly accepted that it was funny the first time. So why isn't it funny the second time? No, but I'm it wasn't saying, funny the first. I'm time. saying, why is it? Why do some people find it funny the first time and the second time? They find it funny both a times. Part of it, if some people do, that's some of the audience that was projected into that point of view. You have to understand that an audience, you can tell at some point that there will be audience, audience, different kinds of audiences that shift into a different person, different comedian. When you have different people that have different things. Norm MacDonald has a bunch, his comedy has going to be a bunch of cynical assholes. Yeah, and that's how it's going to work. Yeah, Dave Chappelle. Now his is a lot more broad because he has a kind of a mix. He has people that have liberal thoughts that understand a lot of his life stories and where he's coming from. But there are some people that have a more, how would I say, a reactionary type of view where any minority he f goes against is the word of God at that point. Some people will find it funny the first time and some people will find it funny the second time because a part of his audience at that time has grown up with them and still believes in that because his opinion hasn't changed. So that if his opinion hasn't changed about that community the first time, and so hasn't his audience, so he tells it again, that audience is now assured to know that, oh, yeah, I knew Dave Chappelle was on my side when I thought about it. And that's why some part of his audience didn't like it and found it distasteful. They're like, well, he didn't sell it good the first time. Again, in the cold, in the in the broad spectrum of where we are now, it's not really right now at this current point in time, not really seen as a you know, like morally right now acceptable because at this point they're under a lot of fire right now. If you look in the last couple years in that community, it's not, it's not like you could think of that as worse for them at this scope than almost any ethnicity in this country. right now. almost as I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay that one person has it worse than another. That's not where I'm going with here, but look at the burn of shit that they go through people who are, who are, transgender in a lot of different states in the country can't even get like they can't compete in sports because they get discriminated against for being a different person they can't openly get a surgery for thinking how they think they get constantly shot up in bars look how many different massacres happen against their crowd and now when we see that they get uh, gunned down by crazy right-wing nuts now people are praising that instead of condemning it like we should do in every school shooting oh shit Oh God! Lots of prayers. Look at these kids. But now, at this point, they when we're when we're facing a community that now gets gunned and people don't care, 
it's a very taboo subject. It's very taboo. You have to be very responsible for the live jokes you put in. A lot of it comes down to that. At this point, t- 20, 15 years ago, it wasn't as bad. I mean, yeah, you could say it's still worse because they didn't even have the chance. to. They couldn't even legally get married yet. Hate crimes and stuff like that. But now that we've progressed, we should have progressed as a nation at this point in time. And yet we're still thinking that these people are still condemnable. To the point where now we killed them and no one bats an eye over it. This is what my whole underlying point comes down to. So then l- let, me ask you, let me ask you three questions. And these are going to be vastly different questions. Uh, first of all, to... I understand that the scope of a struggle is subjective to the person struggling. But from an outsider, I don't think they're the same. Because let me ask you this. Right. Has a gay man ever struggled to own property? Has a gay man no. ever struggled to vote? You can be morally questionable on that. It's a yes and a no on that, who, depending on where you're from. Who would be quicker to be turned away based on the history of America? A black man trying to vote or a gay man trying to vote? A gay white man a trying to man. vote. A black man. Okay. That's, that's why I feel that the struggles, while rooted in fighting for equality... I, that's where I find the issue of understanding the comparison of lengths of struggles because it, I suppose it could come down to relevant topics being talked about, but when you think the, think of the fight for African-American equality, that has been going on in the public eye far longer than anything with the lgbtq stuff i know it because i remember the start of it when gay marriage was first legalized and it drew a line down america and me sitting in my Mm -hmm. class i was like oh wow human beings can be happy that's crazy that we just allowed that uh as opposed to human beings have basic rights and i think being happy is a basic right because it's mentioned in the uh, Constitution, pursuit of happiness. Liberty, but yeah, liberty, life, and the pursuit of happiness. I think that um, there's never been sexually segregated schools for years and years, and there hasn't been right. sexually separated. Um, and I guess if you want to be technical about it, there's actually been longer because bathrooms have been a thing. If you want to go that mm-hmm. route, which we're now starting to have a conversation about. But mm-hmm. I... Additionally, in addition to male and female, there were also black and white bathrooms. So... Right. Because they were that. entirely black and white. So that's my that's that's my first question. Um, my second question is... Um... Oh, it had to do with the same vein. I thought about it, and I should have wrote it down, but I don't have it anymore. It'll come back eventually. It goes back to an earlier point of a racist joke and a homophobic joke being the same in root, but... Of a... Um... Overall, 
I understand that. You know, we we, we have to compare lengths to different people, and that's unfortunately where it comes down to labeling people based on what they what they are as a human being. And it's it sucks to think that. I remember my I remember my question. Uh, do you think anything is off limits in comedy? No, nothing. So You know you you listen, you know that when it came to me and my preference in comedy, I'm not going to be one to shy over things because I laugh at things about ourselves too. But I know what you're going to ask. I, I, it's going to be the why isn't about the, the... I'm not saying the comedy that you either um, look at or seek out or even do. I'm saying in general, in the scope of comedy as a genre of conversation, is anything off limits? Anything off limits can comes to can I mean anything I, be joked about just as a blanket general statement can anything be joked about? Yeah, I, I think so. I think so into a very extreme extent because my the only thing that I disapprove of with telling jokes is knowing where you stand when it comes to a. Uh, as I said, as an extreme circumstance, I think you have to really pay attention to know your current. Uh, how to explain this? You know, you have to get back to a point where you have to think about current events to a point where you know the one wrong sentence is going to get you canceled because of what you believe in, and so. You know, you can you can tie back to even saying words. So should should you be should you personally be limited? Uh, should you be on like not limited to saying any word in the English alphabet? You know, should you should you be able to say the N word? No, right? You know why? Because that shit's offensive. And it comes to that point in comedy is that you have to know when in a situation presenting itself, are you allowed to say these things into the public eye? If you know that it's offensive, but more so in the current climate, at that time, knowing you yourself is a minority. Now, again, comparatively speaking, being a black man and being a gay man are completely different things. A black man's endured pain, suffering, and all that for way longer in terms of this country than a gay man. Sure. But knowing that yourself is a minority, telling a joke, knowing that you didn't land the first time, for the most part, and not landing again now in 2020, 2019, when this shit's happening. You have to take responsibility for that. Just like a white racist kid can take has to take responsibility for saying the N-word, hard R N-word, or yelling out Sig Heil, I love Hitler, in uh in public. It comes down to, you know, we could throw whataboutisms all day long. But think but the the whole point of comedy stands that yes. A lot of things you can joke about to a very extreme extent. And that means reading the room and understanding that your opinion cannot just be spread out as whatever you want to say willy-nilly. Because in that case, we'd see Nazis go ahead and yell out whatever they wanted in a comedy special. We do see that, though. Not in comedy, but... Yeah, we do see that. We see that normally. But we see that all the time. We see that in news. We see that in YouTube. So why why can we do that seriously, but when we try to do it jokingly, what's the difference? Why has... Why 
it goes back to a question I said earlier. When did jokes become something other than jokes? When have we started to um, just not accept jokes for being what they are? Of just joking manner. Regardless of whether you feel that or anyone feels what they're rooted in or if they're targeting someone, would someone like Chappelle who believe him or not it's based on whatever you feel who opens a lot of his yeah. stuff with I don't say things to be mean I say things because they're funny that's a, mm-hmm. a direct quote why is it then his right. responsibility after reading the disclaimer to then take responsibility for his audience listen it goes and it goes in the two street people are just as stupid the public guy is just as stupid as the guy's telling the joke if, if, if he's if he knows that he's saying that he listen, I just mean to be funny. That's what it is. And then he says something. Okay, if it didn't land a while back, again, I, I gotta keep hammering this point. If it doesn't go back a while back, it's if, if you think it's still funny. Okay, but okay, tell it to the when people. Did, you think when did when didn't it land the first time? Then to you, when when didn't it land the first time? When didn't it yeah. land? When did he say transphobic things the first time that it didn't land? I can't really think of the that back I really couldn't think if I had to go back and try I have to really search it up so then that's all I can tell you if how do I ask this here's what I'll tell you in the grand scheme of things you have your audience and you know what they want but you have to figure out what's best for your career and for the safety of people if I tell you right now, Dylan, to go tell a joke, an offensive joke, to black people right mm. now, include the N-word in it. Mm. First of all, would you be able to tell it because you know it's off limits? Or, sorry, rather, you just know that not everything should be off limits. You. No, right? Would I say, would I say it based on the fact that I believe that nothing's off limits? Yeah. Basing on your fact, if you want to tell a joke right now to... Let's say a, 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 a group of either gay men for a, a homophobic joke or black men for a racist joke calling something with the N-word. Would you would you be willing to stick off in that offer knowing that you said yourself that comedy's off limits? That comedy's not off limits, you mean? Because this is what you were saying the whole time, wasn't it? Yeah. So you tell it to them. Because yeah. I would... Knowing the implications. Because I'm telling them a joke. I'm not telling them my opinion. I'm not calling them that. I'm telling them a joke. Ah, but isn't that Dave Chappelle's opinion then when he said that? What do you mean? Hmm. Didn't you just mention that everything that Dave Chappelle puts out is his opinion, and so why should he get lambasted for an opinion that he speaks of? Well, you told me to say you, you told me to say a joke, a joke, not my opinion. Right, but you're saying, but what you're saying is your context. Your context saying that you are you're in the firm belief that telling a joke should be off limits. This is your belief is that a joke should be off limits, right? You said that yourself. No, a joke shouldn't be off com- limits. Comedians. Yeah, sorry, shouldn't be off limits. My fault. Sorry. You're saying to yourself in your belief that a joke shouldn't be off limits, yeah. right? Yeah. That you could say whatever you want, whenever you want, to whatever people you want. Yeah. Right? No, in, in this case, why is it that, in this case, that. If I say that you're telling a joke in this context, knowing that you could say it 
whatever in whatever thing you want in your in your full discretion mm-hmm. you would be okay with saying this kind of stuff let's say for any kind of joke it's not just the opinion based though is that when we when we I don't know why it has to be that oh it's his opinion why why is it gotta get lambasted for it a joke is off but at the same time a joke is not off limits so why can't comedians tell it it has to be a fine line in discussing comedy. Again, I gotta keep hammering this point. Comedy comes with responsibility like any other profession. A musician's job is to make sure that he puts his uh, kinds of messages in his music. And if they're hateful, that's a problem, right? I would assume that if some musician was talking openly about loving Hitler or something like that, that he should get lambasted for it. So then why would he say... This musician say, oh, God, I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that. Why are you all taking offense to that? The overall consensus is that now it was his opinion that he's putting this kind of music up. So then at that point, when is it that an opinion, When how does it shift, rather? How does it shift to an opinion and then to off-limit jo- uh, uh, off jokes? How does it shift in that perspective? The delivery and the context of the joke. So then we go back to delivery now, where oh now in the delivery and context of the joke, if it's delivery, you mentioned that in a delivery, it doesn't matter if it's less, more or less. Um, uh, oh, what was the word? No, I it, it's reception. It doesn't matter if it's more or less, if it's well or less received. That was my point. Right of the right. reception of a joke does not determine the offensiveness. The delivery right absolutely can. Because right. I think, in my opinion, the delivery of Chappelle's jokes don't relay a sense of, overall, offensiveness. When he starts going off about how he agrees with things, there's no joke there. If he's saying, I agree with this woman and her beliefs, that's not a joke, that's his opinions, and that is what he should be criticized for. The jokes that he makes about his opinions shouldn't be. They shouldn't be held to the same thing because it's not comedy at that point. That's just a platform to say your beliefs. I still think that at that point, yeah, I know you, you could say it a joke and then you could tell your opinion, but you're still in a comedy special with a potential 70,000 people in the room listening to your opinion. Again, I don't joke. know. I don't people can, think th- that people an can audience different. should be responsible for the comedian's jokes. That's, that's I, it's lunacy. It's not that. It's not that. No, I didn't say it's the. I'm not saying all. I'm saying the that the that the. When when you're when you're putting your thing and you're saying I agree, people are gonna people are dumb enough to take that as yeah. So do I now because he just said it in a comedy special. They're gonna be like yeah okay right. And they take that at, at that point right. Yes, he should be lambasted for sure. For, get saying his fact in there. So then you know why it's because he's saying it in a comedy special, but in this context too. When he's putting jokes out there, knowing that it contrives at that some at that same span of time as him just stating his opinion, there's a time to put that opinion out of that comedy special. Put it out there and say it. You're there to make the joke, and then if you can make if you can make the joke and land it, then you people you people are gonna look at that and go, okay, so now we know that Dave just said that uh, I support whatever issue he will land on. He tells a joke about it. Didn't sick the landing either. Okay. 
Now what's going on? Okay, well then let me use another specific example from the closer again. With the whole Team okay. Turf thing. He told a joke beforehand that landed, audience laughed. He then said that he's Team Turf. Not a laugh in the auditorium. No one. Completely blank reaction. So you would say his opinion didn't land, right? Based on the comparison right. of the joke. The joke that he said after it did once again, but it was based upon that opinion because the opinion was used as context to the joke. Regardless of whether it's an offensive opinion or a hateful opinion, it gave the joke context, made the joke funny. That didn't make the joke offensive. The joke started out as offensive, but because people people now understand how Dave feels, they hold the jokes to a different standard than they would have. If he hadn't said that thing, if he hadn't stated his opinion, and then just said the joke, I don't think the same conversation would be happening right now. I don't think so either. But I think so either. I think judging a comedian's opinions in the scale of a comedy is not an accurate way to judge his progression or regression as a comic in his career. Because the reason that you're saying he's regressed is because he's telling homophobic, transphobic jokes in the current climate, knowing what the possibilities of them leading to, right? Is that is that your point of him regressing? Uh, a little more, a little less. So. A little more, a little less. I don't think, if you wanted to say that. Actually, you know what? Okay, not, it's not the overall arcing statement of just those jokes. It's not about just that. Let's put that there. It's not just about that. What I'm saying is it's not inherently only about these jokes that makes him regress. It's that at the at the end of the day, who he pandered to, who he does pander to now, knowing that at this point in time, does it matter where he's at, where he stands? He's with different people. He knows different kinds of overarching opinions at this point. He's already expressed his opinion through a comedy skit. When you put your opinion out, yes, we wouldn't have had this conversation to begin with because at this point, this wouldn't go through. But my regret, but my act of him regressing is that with this comedy, he knows that he's punched down to a point where it doesn't work. You could say that's funny. Yes, okay, that's fine. That's definitely fine. You have to understand, though, that he doesn't... He, he, his, his comedy, where he was. And now... He panders to rich white folks. He, he, where is this group of people now? He, where, he was with the big boys. He's with Elon Musk. He's with Warren Buffett. He's, like, with all these people up top. He's not with the people that we, talk about are Who are we, we to are say now. who he's pandering to? We're not in his personal life. We don't see the stuff... Like, he goes to Netflix and makes Netflix specials. Sure, you could look at the board there, but... Who are we to say his intentions of his jokes? What? Who Who are we? What credit do we have to tell him who he's pandering to? We're... People are watching him to laugh. That's the overall arcing end of this whole thing. Is that we're all watching him... We're all paying money knowingly to tell him to tell jokes. 
Now people are telling now people are paying money knowingly for him to tell jokes of different kinds of standards now than to what he was when he was back into doing comedy in a way where he was transforming this medium. He was more modern, he talked about his way and his opinion, but with that being said, he knew different points that worked, a lot of different points that worked. When you look at it now, compared to what it was, who he panders to matters because now he knows we in an overarching sense we know where he sides with he already gave us an opinion on turf right yeah in this case you look around different kinds of perspectives who he hangs out with but yeah okay you can say that why why what gives us the right we're his audience for the most part an audience wants to watch him laugh they want to give the jokes but that's not his common denominator anymore look at we go back to these examples of comedy where we have different folks who have either you know punch down punch up and you can put subjectivity into who you like in your comedy and in my subjective viewpoint and i think this is where traditionally a com- comedy standpoint goes through people like john stewart people like um john oliver people like you know i mean i'm i'm, I'm naming news ho- uh, uh, comedy hosts like who do like political shit um people like then we get to you know um Ricky Gervais and uh, George Carlin and all these people that can consider, consider themselves at one point or another a comedian. People who are punching up, who punch at people who will never be touched by criticism or who rarely do, makes it to me funny because they have to get a taste of their medicine knowing that in the context of this point, we're all at each other's throats, but who's not getting their throats at, at, at this point? Who's not? Who knows that they're not going to be touched? Who knows? People who are rich. People know they're not going to touch them. So when a comedian like Ricky Gervais pokes fun at rich what, uh, rich actors around Hollywood, they were pissed about it. Look how many people were shocked at his, sh- uh, sh- his shit when he when he you know he doesn't pander to anybody because the people that he should people that would pander to people he give money and shit like that. He is not pandering to anybody besides himself so he's finding an active way to poke fun and to poke holes at Hollywood what's Dave Chappelle poking with Dave Chappelle's poking with different people including himself okay yeah you, you can you can make an argument that okay you can't be privy to your own people and stuff like that but comparatively to where he is now to where he was back then and who where his comedy was and what he was trying to do to achieve it, and where people, the white people, the witch guys, who know that hey, they'll get they they form their opinions because of at some point they misinterpret his jokes. Now, he, he quits it because he's like the shit. What's the point of this? These people. Then he gets the money. He gets his money. He knows that now at this point he's part of an elite club, and now, at this point he's now pandering to people. That know that can keep giving him money to keep greenlighting these comedy specials, and at this point he won't change, so he's gonna regress in that style. That's just my opinion over it. Jesus. Why is it considered pandering then Christ. to say Netflix like he's pandering to the people giving him money, but then still telling offensive jokes and he still gets it? He's not pandering to the higher up people at the cost of um 
these because it's it. I'll interrupt you because I'm going to tell you it make it makes them money as much as it makes him money. If they know that people are going to laugh at some shit, they're going to get money out of it. That's why Amy Schumer gets his her shit pulled out of Netflix. It's because she's not funny and she's not going to make money. They take it out. Simple as that. It's because they make money for him, so he'll make money for them. Yeah, it's almost like money rules the world above all else. This is my other point I'm trying to give you. It's an overarching thing. It's an overarching thing, my man. So I'm telling you, bro. Come on. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm saying that... (laughs) This shit's for two hours. It comes down to that... I just don't think that anything's off limits regardless of what's happening currently. That's it doesn't make any sense because as soon as you do it to one, you have to do it to all the rest. That's not how that works. It's how it I works. Said you have to have systematically. It's how we were brought up. If you bring it use a teacher example. If you bring in a stick of gum, does she tell you to bring in one stick for you and your friend or enough for the whole class? If you she do it to one, yeah, you have to do it to all the rest. It's why group punishment is a thing systematically in schools. It is what you are taught fucking um, subconsciously through your schooling years. If you do it to one, if you exclude or include one, you have to do it to all. If you give any one person special treatment, someone will find it unfair and raise a problem with it. So if you exclude one group from comedy doesn't matter how let's i had asthma as a kid right and i got out of running in gym class that didn't stop all those other little bitches from saying oh he's not running so we don't have to run regardless of whether it's like yeah he doesn't have his inhaler blah 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 whatever nerdy answer i had to fucking give it's like it makes no difference because then everyone else was like well if he doesn't have to run we don't have to run and then more times than not the running was lessened because of that or whatever they were doing was lessened because everyone wasn't involved. If you exclude one thing of this based on a time, you have to apply it to everyone else. The systematic thing of putting in, like, falling in line, beginning to go for the whole class, that's because we were raised to do that at that at that standpoint. And, you know, you're raised to think that. But... We weren't raised to be comics. We're not raised to do that. This is a different profession. Comics is where someone takes the time out of their life to find a way to interpret jokes. This is completely different than from being systematically taught different crap. When we're when we're when we're in classroom, that's where that's because that's what happens there. It's not happening in the gym class or in, in lunch when you then start telling jokes and shit like that. When we we're we're, we're comparing. Oranges to apples in a span of different topics to poke with. I disagree. Because. Is, okay, you disagree with that. That's I disagree fine. because That's fine, I'm just you. the root of school versus a comedian is the same in essence. Comedi- uh, what you are taught is to follow rules. That is what you are taught in essence. Which, which is shit. A comedian's job is to break rules and it's to talk about the things that are outside of the rules and against the rules. So, why are we stopping people from doing their job? With your job, like any job, you have a consequence for what you've done to that job. 
if you fuck up a joke, okay. Now you have to look at the context of it. Now suddenly people find out that the opinion that you've made causes that joke to now be even more scrutinized than what was originally taught at. It could be funny as a joke, sure. Now that you put an opinion in there, knowingly that you put this joke that can incentively harm somebody, now becomes a problem. You are S. It is a school. You're told to follow the rules. As a comedian, you're taught to break them. Yes. But a comedian breaking the rules also knows that there's one thing that they have to watch. Maybe they have to put an exception to it. When you when you break a rule, that's fine as a comedian. That's how you break barriers. That's how different generations of comedians like Richard Pryor, like George Carlin, then to Dave Chappelle at points, to Will Smith, to... You know, stuff like that. You keep going up and you keep breaking norms. But it's because at that point, it was at the right time to tell the right jokes. When you tell it at a, ba- a time where you know a consequence can be effective, especially when you have an opinion, that you purposely broke the rule knowing that you could say what you want added to that. Then it becomes a problem. Because now you've systematically made people know, okay, we know that Dave Chappelle now, where he stands with this... And he broke a rule of comedy. He, you know, he broke the rules of telling a joke. Where now he knew the implications. He got a laugh out of it, but now we know what he thinks when he says these kind of things. Yes, you can do your job. I'm not saying that you shouldn't. I, I just told you like ten times that I have my preference in dark comedy too. Okay, but at that point, you have to have in place. You have to have your responsibility. People are dumb because they follow rules too. Sir, hang on. You're frozen. Hold on. So you have to Hold on. know Hold on. that the implication Hold on. is... Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Here's a couple gay people. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. You were frozen for a me? little bit. I can hear you. You were frozen for a little bit, and then you stopped moving, and then the audio came in super... I didn't know if you could hear me or not, so I'm like, okay, you're saying a point. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. But, okay. You can yeah, continue yeah, now. Yeah. I can hear you. You're fine. You're moving. Yeah. So, so what I'm saying in the overall arcing scheme of it is that when, you know, you're, you're doing your job, and that's fine. Because for the most part, I don't have a problem with a lot of comedians taking different jokes. Because there's some things that I'll find hilariously funny, and some things that I don't. I find any jab at any Eastern European country fucking hilarious. Because I'm from that part. Okay, that's fine. You know, people could talk about different things and then there might be some things I'm not privy to. You know, there's some things I'm not a fan of. I don't like when people are fucking dying. Not a fan of it. You know, so when people talk about a a tragedy, I'm going to be more than likely be like, okay, come on, like, let's, you know. But in the context of it, if they tell a joke about Pearl Harbor that happened 80 years ago and they tell a joke and if it lands too as a bonus point, it's a funny joke. Even even if it, it's going to offend me a little bit that people have died out of it, okay. You know, it's a joke. But right now, it's sensitivity. Yes, I get that people get um, cancel culture out of their ass. I get that. I get that 100%. I know. Okay, I understand that. It's annoying shit to deal with that every comedian I know, that every person I know can get quickly messed up over one thing that someone said whether it's true or not you the best case to play we just mentioned was michael jackson you mentioned about him being a pedophile maybe to you i don't know if you said it was a joke or is that if, if that was your overall 
overall arcing opinion. I don't know. I don't have any hard evidence. I've man's dead. I can't ask right. it personally. And as more of a, more neither, of a joke. Neither. Right. Neither do I, and neither the documentary that framed him for being a pedophile. Now, the man that we know collectively as one of the greatest voices of our generation, not just generation, of probably the last two centuries of music, is now going to be rooted as some kind of sick man because some documentary made it about him. But I can separate the man now, from if, the music. Bro, you can... I can separate a man's beliefs yeah, I know. from you're the gonna media. Say that. Yeah, I know. From the music. Yes, I know. And you're going to say the same thing, that you can separate the man and his comedy. But we're looking at it like this. He's telling a joke, knowing that his opinions get, ha, has is like there in this conscious space. Is Michael Jackson going to make a, a, a fucking song about, like, you know, raping kids or molesting kids? No, we're not going to say that, right? Is let, let, Let's tone it down. Is Michael Jackson going to say a lot of positive influence about kids? Maybe more so than not, but the overall problem is that, you know, people are going to be sensitive and privy to that, just like when you look at this comedian space, that in his context, knowing that at this time, people are literally dying right now, from gun violence or any kind of violence, hate crimes, by the way, as as early as recent as like what, like three, four weeks ago, something like that. It's not even condemned by people. People are not even condemning it. Some people. Have you looked at people that uh, not mainstream news, but like people online saying this? They didn't even care it happened. Now, okay, his special was um, what was it again? What year? Twenty nineteen. I think so. I think it was before. I think it was pre. No pre-pandemic stuff. The the closer specifically. Take a look. Yeah, the closer. Uh, twenty twenty one. No, hold on. No, I was gonna say if it's twenty twenty one, then now it's even more of a problem than it was. Let's say if I was where I was thinking, I thought it was twenty twenty one. Now, now it's more of a problem because it's twenty eighteen. I thought it was like twenty eighteen nope. saying it. And I was a little bit and I, and I thought I was going a little bit like okay, wait a minute. It so addresses comments in a previous special made from that time, but the closer is twenty twenty one. Right, right. So now that I know it's twenty twenty one and not twenty eighteen, now I can even be more hardline by the fact that I stick by what I mean. Is that at this point people are literally getting hate crime for what they believe in just because they have a different lifestyle. And with a comedian standpoint, you have to take an exception. You have to be... That's the problem. Comedians you, don't take an exception. That's the problem. If you take an exception, everyone. People are still dying from hmm. LGBT violence. People are still buying, dying from black violence. Why is the LGBT off limits when the black isn't? There are people dying currently in day-to-day life based on those things. We just had the shooting that a bunch of black people in Buffalo got killed and the white person was like, yep. oh, get out of here. I know. Same thing. We just had we just had the gay yeah, shooting. What is the difference? Nothing's a difference. So then why is the gay thing off limits and the black isn't? I'm not saying that. Oh, shit. Hold on. Hold I yelled on. too hard. I turned off your camera. <laughs> Fuck. I can't even get to the... I can't even get to the thing. Hold on. Discord has detected a new audio input named HD web camera. Do you switch to it? Yeah, I'll switch to it. No, I was trying to switch audio to your webcam. That's weird. Something must have come unplugged and replugged in. Wait a minute, sir. 
Alright, give me one second, y'all. I hope And now that we've lost him. I'm... I might actually have to take some time to edit this episode. <laughs> definitely on the longer side. Man, I really hope he doesn't say anything right now. Which I'll get in the audio, but... Alright, give me one second. Oh, boy. You hear me? Hello? 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 Boy, Hello? oh boy, oh boy. Okay, give me one second. Sir, are you there? Oh, Christ. I'm still at this point where I have no idea what's going on. So, Take that as a no. Let me do this. Let me do this. It's bad. Sir, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Alright, I'm gonna I'm okay. gonna have the camera off because every time it makes a, I make any sudden movement near that camera, it just likes to play around and mess up that's fine Ugh, lord it's not good like I'm, every time i you know get to a point where like anything looks like it's active in that camera just immediately says uh yeah let's just turn off and get the point off so whatever those last two minutes were of me being like scrambling and shit like that you can try to edit out there but that's that's like the I'll do my I'll I'll do my best. That's like the two hour twenty three minute mark. So just remember that. So I absolutely won't. But I appreciate that. So overall, I'm gonna arc this by just let let me at least put a thing out there. What I'm gonna say right now for the audience that's listening is that neither of us will concede, and I think that's perfectly fine because in the end we both had a different. Uh, standard to how we view comedy and that's the entire point of its comedy is to be subjective depending on different overarching points of view I mean I'm not talking to convince you so right. no, I, I, I don't care if you right and you know the goal of it is that I'm not trying to do that either but in my perspective what I'm putting down is that it to me I think it's just what I believe in you know that's just what I say that's how I've said it and and I think differently, and here's why. That's yeah. the root of my... Alright. Yeah, that's what it is, though. I hope I made it fun for the audience. hope I made screaming fun. If we actually, if we had people listening, we could get a poll going like fucking Coke versus Pop. Yeah, right. Which I was right on, by the way, so just for the record. Coke or Pop, you said? You're going, in, you're going into a losing battle. Coke or Pop? Yeah. How, well, Remember that whole cola debate or yeah. cola versus pop? Yeah, did I what say What you pop? first think of when you think of – I don't remember what you said, but – I think I said Coke because I was... all, all I know is I was right. That's all I remember. All right. You motherfucker. Okay. No, but, you know, the, the overarching part of it is that, you know, my whole point in putting a thing like this is that I've already hardlined my position to this point, and that's how it's going to stay. Um, and to you, it's the same exact way on your end. You're not going to move your budge. You're not going to budge, and you're just going to tell me how you think it is to this point and degree. Um, yeah. And needless to say, I think that 
while a couple of your points stand, I think the overall, it's wrong uh, in, in some levels and shapes and forms. It's not because it's all, all comedy is taken, uh, if, it's, if one is taken out, all of it's taken out. It's more of, you gotta be responsible for how you take your comedy. Because it's not just about how the public views you, it's because how you understand the current climate. And you can break a barrier all you want, but knowing that your opinion comes into a play of it, that's just what I believe is a different story. But that's where I think it all puts in my end. And with that, I think I don't I'll know. just finish on my point there. In my opinion, every topic has a first person to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Whether it, whether that's a bad first person or a good first person, everyone has a first. Right. So, I don't think that... I, I, don't, I think comedy is the medium that supersedes feelings. Because it's done at its nature mm. in a positive way, regardless of negative positive jokes. Right. Right. Well, yeah, that's that's where we put the sword down and, you know, put these things and it's unnecessarily out of its course. Anyway, I want to go back to that talent show. Yeah, Dylan was robbed. I mean, I got to tell you, when uh, when we... When, I remember doing my own comedy special and see <laughs> 17 or 16-year-old me style of comedy was like a lot of like what Robin Williams used to do. So just fucking use energy to make sure that you're conveying your point. And while it's probably not as funny as it sounds, I assure you that I jumped and flopped. Like, I think I fucking did a... I think I f- jumped on my stomach at one point, like in front of a live. I don't audience. remember. I could, I could watch the video, but yeah, I couldn't remember all the way through. But I know I jumped at some point and hit myself somewhere. I remember I asked Mr. Darwin for feedback. He was like, "Yeah, that's that's okay." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." Just... <laughs> I was like, yeah. "Oh, Mr. Darwin." I was like, "Oh, I mean, yeah, I'm just a 16 century year old kid, but okay." Um, but I don't know. I think, at the end of the day, a comedy comedy as its own medium is a subjective matter. So everyone's going to have an overall arcing thing where it's like, oh, I prefer this, and so with that, I do prefer that. And then I would say, I prefer this, but at the same time, I do not prefer when that happens. And at the end of the day, it's what it is. I just think it's more socially acceptable now to get offended at a comedian's jokes than it was, I think we as a society have become entitled to beyond a reasonable extent that the mediums and the things that we're serving as um they were they were serving as solace from these things and um just an escape from these things has now become impossible to be that way again. I think that's just where my general hatred of today's society comes into play of uh, agree or disagree, uh, nobody can take a joke anymore because you have people getting offended and canceling. That's just a cause and effect. If people could still take jokes, then people wouldn't wouldn't be getting canceled for as many things 
Mm. And I think a defensive nature, while right in justification and fighting for equality, is rightly defensive and rightly has to, is ready to defend their place for what they believe in, I think that, I think, uh, to copy what Chappelle has said, their efforts are better spent elsewhere. When they when Musk got booed on stage, Chappelle said, that's not the best thing you could be doing right now. He didn't say it to insult the people. He said it to open their eyes and realize what they're doing. And I think that... I don't know. People are just entitled and very close-minded nowadays comparatively to older generations. And I think that that should be taken into effect or taken into consideration when dealing with people's reputations and um, context surrounding them. Mm. Right. I mean, old people back then used to say the N-word willingly, so I mean, that's how, you know. And I don't, I don't think this is a new thing, because I think <laughs> that in recent years... It's even worse, I'll tell you. Uh, it has become not only socially... Uh, it's no longer taboo to voice your hateful opinions. It's now socially acceptable to do it. And then if someone disagrees with you, then that is the not okay part. I think that um, and uh, this is from a cynical point of view of my hatred of everybody but you didn't really see that too popularly in the 2008 years you saw that really come to light in like the last 10 or so years Mm-hmm. And I think that's just a shift in power, and I think that's a shift in the tide. You can blame whoever you want. You can not blame whoever you want. I have my own opinions. But purely speaking in facts, you see more of them now than you did 10 years ago. Whether you publicly see more versus knowingly see more, that's left up for debate because I don't think that a shift in power has spawned all of these hatred individuals hatred filled individuals I don't think that they just came out of thin air being older generations all of a sudden coming out of nowhere I think that's pretty fucking impossible but different things have become socially acceptable and I think that people are taking advantage of that not sure where you stand on that end I guess but you know, I think just that overall, everyone has a different perspective on what's going on. But I, I, I don't see it more of people getting, oh, people can't take jokes. It, it's my whole gripe with, like, a whole free speech thing. Like, people are always going to yell out and demand free speech. But free speech is not without a consequence. You know what I mean? Like, the consequence of what you've said has to be justified. And... I don't I don't see it more as people just getting offended by things more or people not being able to take a joke or people like you know pe- like 
it, it only just happened recently because of this. I don't think it's that. I just think that's more of just because people want to yell out, oh, say whatever you want, free speech, um, and then not have to deal with the consequence of it, and then get, them getting offended for them even though it's not them, you know, like, you know, getting offended for them seeing like, oh, why, why is he getting, why is he getting canceled? I guess everyone should be canceled because they say whatever they want. People forget that the overall lying, overall part of it is that free speech, your, your, whatever you say does not come without the consequence. And when people see that it's coming into light more than ever, it's because now people have the access to see that people see it as opposed to 10 years ago because technology advances you know I mean we had fucking letters in the 1700s but now you could send a text to somebody in like two instead of five day, five months of getting a letter from Tabitha telling you that John said uh, said that uh, fucking Quakers are, 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 are loonies well yeah now I know but this is not right John why'd you say that well now in two seconds I can tell you an opinion and now it's like, what the fuck? And then you can tell a whole wide of people this opinion. I think people are just scared that, or not just scared, but I think that they're more like afraid that now the consequences of your actions for how you speak are now coming into question more often than not. In my opinion on that. I think the exact opposite. That is such a shame to hear that, by the way. I think that is the exact opposite. I think that people used to be afraid that their actions have consequences. And now in recent years, it has proven that you can say whatever you want and have no consequence. So now people do say whatever they want and they have no consequence. And they can get away with a lot of things that wouldn't have gone over the same as 10, 20 years ago. Yeah, I mean... I think it's just me having this. I mean, it's just me seeing people being morally ambiguous. That was moral ambiguity where, you know, I hate that people want to say that they could say whatever they want because of free speech, because it says so. I hate that people think that they should say whatever they want because they have a law that says so. Um, but it's not without a consequence of what you said. And while you can argue for sure that, um, you know, people are now can say whatever they want, like, they could give an opinion out, they will be the same people that hide behind that same rhetoric of, oh, you can't, oh, we can't say anything anymore because these people say this and that, and now I can't say anything. People are just, now they're just whiny nowadays. I, but people, I mean, people get... People got, people can get outraged for a lot worse back in the time, for sure. I mean, we impeached, almost impeached a president for getting a blowjob under the desk. Our current, uh, not our current, but our former president did get impeached for something you could consider having possibly morally different initial reactions. I mean, for sure, the second time. It's definitely more heinous than the, than the first. But, 
you know, everyone goes without saying. I mean, I th- I just think that you have to be aware of the consequence that you speak. If you say something that can morally get people in trouble, regardless of the people, you have now painted these people a target on their backs. And people that have become the most reactionary will see after these people for a purpose to fight them. For a purpose to say something to them. But, you know, that's what it is. I'm very tired. That's fine. Dylan, how'd your charity go? Oh, it went uh, swimmingly. Let's 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 conclude on that uh, uh, on the charity and how you how well you did and what you've done to progress the end of it, and then we'll call it a day. I mean, third year in a row, we succeeded in our goal, raising money for suicide prevention. There's another album out. Donated all the money to American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And same shit as last year. Nice. $430 uh, this year, bringing my grand total over the course of the past three years to over $1,200. So. Nice. Good. I like that. Another good year. Yeah, I, did, I, did I do more, too. That's why I did it again. <laughs> did you get more shares out of it compared to the last two years? Uh, Yeah. You would say significantly yeah. so or just a little more so? Decently so. How much more? I, I would I would say decently. Decently so. Good. Good. And not extremely, but not a small amount. I'd say yeah, decently. Like 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 Subst- you could say substantially. That, yeah, you could say like yeah, they, I could see a lot more people like sharing different ways than last year, but not to the point where it became a phenomenal or something like that. Yeah. I mean more shares, less donations, which is exactly what I wanted. Yeah. So, if you want to look at it that way, it's a, if it's it's a success. Yeah. Despite breaking the goal by a smaller amount. Yeah. Uh, comparatively to the last to the last two years, both of both right. of them. Right. Because <laughs> the first year we doubled the goal. The second year we nearly tripled the goal. I remember that. We did triple crazy. the goal. And then this year we broke the goal by, um, like the goal and a half. Basically, the goal was three hundred. We raised four thirty. I think was the final number. Yeah. Um, but there were more people spreading it. I saw it in more, I saw it in more places. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. That, that I, I'm, I'm happy for you on that regard for sure. That's a good thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm just unfortunate that I didn't get to see enough when I got the chance. I didn't get too many. Seeing's only half the battle anyways. Yeah. Talking about the topic is way more important. That's Everything. Sure. To, you can always go back and why I have all the videos of what I've done, so you can always go back and watch it. But the idea of doing it in the month for that reason stays within the month. It doesn't. It translates to the videos, but it doesn't impact the same way as it does live. Yeah. Um. But who knows? Maybe there's always next year. I don't know if I'm doing it next year or not. You don't know. No. Why's that? The shares were there. The watches weren't. The 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 shares um 
are great and phenomenal in what I asked for, mm. but I guess I should have been a little more specific when I said just sharing means more than donating because you also have to like watch it show up <laughs> and like it's you could like, talk about how you could talk about how well you studied for the test you still got to show up and take it and you got to walk the walk yeah. like and i was seeing days going on weeks of consistent one viewer and meanwhile seeing a bunch of different people sharing it it's like I saw a very big fall off after the first week because we hit our goal exceptionally early. We hit the 300 goal after the first week, and then probably for the next two weeks, there was consistently one viewer. And at that point, I could raise more awareness just by donating myself or posting about it rather than spending my time to promote something that I'm trying to build. Mm-hmm. From the ground up, being the charity and an album, yeah. So it defeats the purpose of starting a conversation if nobody's listening. Yeah, people can say, "Oh, this guy's starting a conversation." If nobody shows up, then what's the point? Mm-hmm. The point is still do it for a good cause, but but it's the way that it's a lot easier with people watching and engaging. Yeah. So we'll see. Of course. Shout out the episode, Dylan. Who was it going out for? Uh, scroll through my contacts and find a random person. Sure. Cause I got I got nobody. And the first person, <laughs> first person I thought of, probably not the way to go at the end of the podcast. Bill Clinton. I was gonna say Dave Chappelle. <laughs> But that's because I like to poke fun at things. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to the episode of Bill Clinton, the rabbi, the priest, and the... What was it again? What, what did they say? You know what? I know who my shout out's going to be. You know, that, who doesn't... You, know that, you know that game award thing that happened last week where that kid came up and said, oh, I'd like to congratulate Supreme Rabbi <laughs> Priest Leader Bill Clinton. I, didn't, I haven't watched it yet. It's been under oh, my dude, radar. Dude, it's, I've been meaning to, but... Bro, that's just mad funny. Like, the guy, like, just stood with, like... He came up to accept the award with them. Like, he they just walked... He just saw them coming in, so he just walked up right next to him and just took the award yeah. and said, I'd like to thank Supreme Rabbi Leader, uh, uh, Priest Leader Bill Clinton for this award. And I was like... Yeah. Yeah. And uh, everyone was clapping. <laughs> Clapped to it, like, unaware of what happened. But yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give my shout out to Supreme Leader, um, what was it, Rabbi Super Priest Leader Bill Clinton. Thank you for uh, making video games, Bill. My uh, my, my shout out is uh, Haley Vincent, uh, a dear friend, and she doesn't watch the podcast, but if she does, she knows what she does. So that's my shout out. Alrighty, everybody. Welcome. Thank you for... Uh, tuning in welcome to the end of the podcast yeah yeah, welcome to the end of the podcast make sure you drop a follow drop a like drop your deuces and drop your pants for the next episode coming up soon enough uh thanks for tuning in thanks for hearing us complain about each other's personal opinion about dave Chappelle for two and a half hours almost three um like uh, i think we agreed on a number of things yeah Chappelle being funny is one of them but versus continuously being funny or was funny or two different things but 
Well, I, I we, mean, I'm not going to We agreed on the respect of him and the history of a legacy that he's made. Yeah, but that's as far as it went. Let's be honest. Everything else is up for debate. And if you're willing to skim some parts over or whatever, do what you guys like to do. But um, you know what I do? I'm going to add a shout-out country. I'm going to add. I'm just going to throw a random country on the map, and I'll say that's my shout-out. In efforts to get more people from that country to listen to this podcast. And today's shout-out goes to Tonga. Tonga, the nation of Tonga. Thank, thank you guys for being such... Tonga. Tonga, T-O-N-G-A. Thank you guys for being such great people. You guys are awesome. People of Tonga. Um, in Polynesia. <laughs> There's not even like... How many people even live there? I don't know. Uh, I'm looking up right now. It is not telling me the population. Oh, <laughs> Welcome to the end of the podcast where we extend the length of the podcast for another 20 minutes. 100,000 people. There's 100,000 people in Tonga. And at least one of you should be listening to this podcast. And if you do, you will win yourself a thumbs up from me and Dylan. That's Just it. him. He's the one who's shouting you out. That's it. Okay, yeah. That's my shout out. Tonga. T-O-N-G-A. Keep Wait, out what's next. what's your shout out? Tonga. Okay, just make sure we're on the same page. You're on Tonga. There's been a lot of there's been a lot of uh, discourse and debate, so I want to make sure we're on the same page. So right, right. Your uh, your your shout out was Tanga. Tonga. Tonga. Sorry, my there bad. We're on the same page. There now. you go. There you go. And you know what? Next, keep out next time for the next shout of a country. Here's a hint. It's probably now Polynesia. <laughs> anyway, Damn. see ya. <laughs>